Fellas, what's uh, what's new? We got some. We've been working on some new tunes. I see uh, see your all's uh, uh, handsome faces on my uh, social media with uh, with instruments and computer screens. Oh yeah, big big work. Got, honestly, it's stuff that we've been talking about for since the last time we were here that we kind of been sitting on or whatever. Finally getting that cranked out, I'm cranking out new tunes anyway. Still, but now nah, we're in the studio. We're almost done now. We're on the home stretch. I'm so excited. All oh, yeah. this music is so dope. It's it's gonna be weird. I say that every time, but it's gonna be weird, and I'm so excited. <laughs> well, just like the, I don't know, just from the progress and like the songs over like what's been the past three years that like at least I've been like listening, like it becomes a it's becoming a more ethereal and yet uh, somehow. Uh, Not bad. It's not inaccessible, you know what I mean? Because a lot of times, uh, this is you know, just me talking out my own ass, but a lot of times, a lot of artists, whenever they're like, uh, we're trying to get experimental, it's like, oh, you're going to make a shit record. <laughs> gotcha. You heard someone else's sound, and you're going to try and duplicate or imitate that. That's usually what I, what I hear when I hear experimental. It's mm -hmm. like... We've been driving down this lane, and now we're going to make a hard left or a hard right out of nowhere. Right. It's like, you know, it's their most mature record today. It's like, oh, they lost their testicles and ovaries for this one. That's what you're telling me. They, they don't have any uh, chutzpah. You know? Pizzazz, panache. Yeah. Guys, guys, I need more balls in this music, you know. Nah, this, is, this next record is, is it's gutsy because it's a different kind of vulnerability than, mm -hmm. like, the previous stuff like everything that I talk about is pretty emotional but like this is like introspective in a different way because like I'm trying to grow up a little bit me personally I can't speak for everybody else they just get to have fun <laughs> <laughs> oh golly I do you ever find yourself going back to like old things you've created and like still being able to pick out like a couple of gems and realizing that it's kind of like in a forest of turds like at the same time <laughs> i go back a lot like even now like music that's already been out and that we've already released i go back and pick through the sessions or whatever i'm like i bet i can make this sound better every single time and like anytime that i learn something new i go back and comb through it mm -hmm. and mm, i feel like i feel like i need to be around more music people now because it's like I, i'm stuck in a lane a little bit right but at the same time, I can tell that the stuff that I write now and the stuff that I wrote that we're about to put out is way different than the stuff when we started. Like, way, way, way different. I think it's a little more focused. I've been, I've been trying my little ass off. It's another full length? <laughs> this one, yeah, this one's a, a straight up and down full length. Like, we got, what, 15? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, that, that was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, we were like, so we don't just, well, I tried to organize things and like be like, oh, this is the next album. This is the next album. But then we had like a big pocket of music. And so we just started picking through things and we were like, what sounds good? What sounds good together? What makes sense? What sounds like it's in the same realm? Mm -hmm. And then by the time I got to the studio, cause he went first, he went first and laid down everything. 
And then I was like, wait, fuck, 15 songs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to play half of this shit anymore. Just, just not a guy with his mustache like, that's you're fucking right. <laughs> well, it's lunchtime, and I've still got, I'm done, so. <laughs> yeah, he, like, he, once he was done or whatever, and, like, uh, we were com- we were going back through it, and, and, like, we had to take some other songs out because it's stuff for, the, for later on or stuff from before that I was just messing around with and tweaking with. And well, yeah, then, sometimes you need, um, you need to flesh some ideas out beyond just a, um, and we'll come back to this uh, in a second, but beyond, like, a, what you would call a demo stage, right? To, to, like, I've done that before, man. Sometimes I'm like, this song isn't ready yet. Like, it's either doesn't fit with everything else that's going on, or it's not good enough yet, or I, I think it can improve. Or sometimes it's like, this was not a good idea. And rather than put it out for the public to also realize, hey, you you put something bad out, it's a bad idea. I'm more conscientious now the older I get as a creator to be like, yeah, let me put this on either a back burner or on. I can. There's some songs that I'll um I'll pick apart after I don't use them, or I'll be like, bro, I can take like a a, a riff or even like a lyric from this and like use it again later. Mm-hmm. That's what I, uh, I started doing that when I like first got in air quotes gassed. It was because like I went on like a writing spree, trying to get as much stuff out as possible, trying to like catalog every single idea. And then I was like, some of this shit is kind of garbage, but there's pieces in there that are worth having. And so, like... You talking about the early days? So, a lot of that early stuff has already been rewritten into yeah. into new shit and way, way better, because sticky sweet, man. <laughs> 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 I, it was, like, our first or second song, and this was before I even was, like, a full-fledged member myself, and it was kind of just... Speaking <laughs> of your own art. Yeah. Not even that. <laughs> Not is, even that. One of the ones... You loved and I hated from days ago became a song that's going to be on this record, and it's easily in my top three. Nice. <laughs> it's interesting how that will happen. The entire like... instrumental completely changed. His lyrics are, They're I would say, ninety-eight percent exactly the same. I cut out like we four just bars. fleshed everything under it. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like with that song, with the song that he's talking about. I had written the instrumental for it. And just never wrote any lyrics, just left it there. I was like, this is a complete full song, and I haven't said a word. Cool. Right. And slid it off to the side. And then one day I was listening to some of the old stuff, because I try to do that to see if there's a way that I can mature it even a little bit. And I was like, fuck this whole song, dude. <laughs> so I just like picked up the lyrics and dropped it into this instrumental, just trying things. And then I sent it to him, and he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it worked, yeah. And he's that's it, yeah, that's one of his favorites. I was like, cool. So I still get to use those lyrics. So in a way, I did a good job. That's an awesome resolution to the... I, I went back and listened to the last two times you guys were here. And I, that sticky sweet story. <laughs> I'm like, man, I want to I wanna hear that shit. But man, so is that, that, is that what you guys do? Like what would normally be like a B-side or just like... You just kind of leave it and then later just steal from it until it's, you know, pick it to pick its bones. In a way, there are some songs that I still haven't like combed all the way through because even from the first two EPs, there's still like five or six songs a piece from each of them that we never actually used because it was like, it's not the sound or it's not what we want to sound like right now or this sounds like old old era stuff like pop punk stuff and stuff like that which is i mean like we're not even cutting anything out of it we're just act we're acting the same as was, we always i was have. about to i was about to say from some of the like the earlier stuff and even like i think the first rendition of cool kids you could 
you can still hear a lot more of just just because I've known your chronology for a bit, where you were coming from with like square up, like mm -hmm. sort of influencing like, well, I'm not trying to do that, but I'm going to take what I've learned from that and try something new. And um, aside from, you know, I like when a band does whatever the fuck they want to do, you know, and they make music for themselves. I, I like that there's, and a lot of musicians in my life, a lot of creatives, and there's not many people that will continuously just make stuff to just be like, like I'm this. It's like a potter sitting at a wheel, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I, I, for the record, I can't throw clay worth of shit, <laughs> so I can barely get centered on there. But like, you know, you every pot you make isn't going to be like, like, oh my god, it's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> I did look, this. Look at this, guys. <laughs> Guys, drop what you're doing. I need the room. Come in here. Look. Look at this. Looks the, like Egyptian, doesn't it? Yeah. Who knows the directions to the MoMA? This is for me. <laughs> it's time. Guggenheim? More like Guggenmine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at this fucking shit right here. Well, the Square Up days, I wouldn't even consider myself a musician back then. I was just a kid with gear. I, if you'll notice, I, I have not uh, insulted you by calling you a musician. Like, you're a creative. And I... Creatives like like myself are they learn musicianship, but a musician, to, in my opinion, is somebody that can master an instrument. And um, uh, like my buddy uh, Joseph Williams, uh, the captain of the gourd, like he's a creative, but he's also a musician. I've never seen him not be able to play anything on the guitar and like just like instantly pick it up, be like, oh yeah, I think I know these weird chords of this Beatles song and like listen to it and figure it out. Or I'm just like, you fucking asshole. How do you do that? <laughs> like, I, I think they I think they are um, like a Venn diagram, right? Mm. I, I think there is overlay between a musician and a creative, but I, I, I don't think they are mutually exclusive uh, entirely, but I think there is some exclusivity from them. I can't read music worth a shit. I'll sit there and be like, okay, that's an A, but we're in the key of a G. So. That's how I am. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I know how to read a clef, but if you put any instrument in front of me, I can't play it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want me to play and read? Or you <laughs> want it like 10% fucking BPM. Like, not, not Drop this bitch to five. We're going. I, that's that note. This is that note. If, if you can find that workshop, sign me up. We can get like a buddy discount <laughs> for the ten percent BPM yeah. music theory class. I, yeah. I, I'll become a master of that piano by the time I'm sixty. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. It's just, it's just got espacio yeah. slowly, you know. See, for me, like. <laughs> Guitar and bass and drums and like doing all that stuff. That's not where my music basis came from at all Like I was a, I, I played trombone for like nine or ten years like I played it like well into college and so like That style of music I'd call myself a musician because I kind of get that but I also have had Years and years and years of practice and stuff like that. Whereas guitar. It was just I want to make music No one's here to make music with me. I'm gonna do it myself. Yeah well, I, I think that's cool. It's one thing I've always respected about you is that like you've learned your way around a digital audio workstation as well. I did it all yeah. by myself, man. I was 14 when I got my first computer and like my and I got Pro Tools and I just went to work and like every day I was trying to figure out something new to do or learn something else, but only in the last I'd say like 3 or 4 years have I taken it extremely seriously and not just as like utility purposes. Right. 
Well, I think that um, it's probably like maybe even a decade ago, I came to the realization that it, it's um, at least for my. I know, bro. Me too, buddy. <laughs> you want to go outside, Mark? <laughs> There you go, dude. He's like, y'all are fucking boring. Is <laughs> <laughs> that getting too deep in here? <laughs> it's like, oh, well, at least he's not having sex or masturbating in front of me. That poor cat, he's seen some horrors in his days. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I learned that it would, um, it would behoove me and my skills um, as far as, you know, creating, you know, music to just, rather than have this notion of, well, let me... Um, let me find a group of musicians and like that can do everything and I'll, I'll teach them everything to just hey just keep making music and the, the all the other pieces will sort of sort of fall into place you know if, if you just continue to create art I, I think that's the important thing like Ted, Ted and I have discussed this as far as like even like the podcast where it's like 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 well why do you do it well you want to keep doing it the important thing with your your passions and your creative outlet at least as a man i feel that you you can't create life so you have to create something right it's like a drive for us where it's like like to to work with earth and to toil in one regard or the other you know so i can't farm worth a shit but the uh, gods have blessed me with having a creative mind so i always love whenever i find other creatives that aren't these egotistical assholes that like they, it's okay to be egotistical like we all create shit but like some people are just like have such malice about it and they're the only redeeming quality i feel is that they're a musician where it's like yeah man but i want another creative like to bounce ideas off of not to just be a cog in a machine does that make sense i know it's a long-winded fucking no i get you I, no i get you like before before I had really met Gavin and before like I had really seen like what a serious musician would do or like can do mm-hmm. or would like with when you have the wind behind you of like someone pushing you to be a better musician and be a better creative I it, everything was super formulaic cuz I was like well it works here just put these pieces here and like let it move on or whatever and, and then it was learning to be more confident in my own skill without being a dickhead Right, and then like I, I did meet other creatives, but it's like I, I guess I don't have the personality type for it because I, I, I'm not gonna argue with people. I'm not gonna try and compare the two or anything like that. I'll just try and take my notes and take my lessons from it. And well, you guys also me. haven't. I've never seen either one of y'all kiss somebody's ass either, and I feel that that's like a big part of like a lot of musicians and networking is be like, oh my god, your band is. Oh. I, I listened to your your gent slam <laughs> and the gutturals on it. Even even my parents and my dead grandparents came in the room like, who is that? I heard it from the ancestors first. <laughs> <laughs> Everything lo-fi sounds like isn't this like. Oh yeah, man, that's that's great. That's if I have to kiss stuff. somebody's ass, I probably just won't go. <laughs> yeah, what just, fuck? No. I'll just stay home. It's fine. Like I'm, I'm I, fucking lazy, dude. Like yeah, I, and like all that posturing and like ass kissing and try to work your way in. Like I don't. 
I don't have the energy for that. Yeah. There's other stuff to do. There's more productive ways to spend my time. If you want my help or want something from me or whatever, call right. and ask me. Yeah, you'll reach out. But yeah. uh, this, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm not jumping up or raring to like go after anybody. Like I, I'm, I'm glad that anyone who creates creates because we need the diversity. Because no one has lived all like the same experiences as another person. Right. Like even if you went through the exact same things, you didn't handle it the same way. So I love hearing, like I love hearing people's individual stories and stuff, but not everything needs to be exalted. <laughs> yeah, I think it goes back to not every, at least with me, not everything I create is a good fucking thing. And, and that's what I recognize about myself a lot, because like I can like I can like my music and know that it's just like me hyping myself up too much is just masturbation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, minus the mess, you know. <laughs> no, I'll probably still make a mess. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> It's way too common to me. You meet these like really talented, like the creative genius types that are like part of. It's like it's like they found out at an early age that every famous like creative person was a fucking asshole. It's the Kanye conundrum. It's like (laughs) the the problem isn't that you're a genius. The problem is that you know it. Mm -hmm. Mm. Not even that. I think now. Let me think a little bit deeper than even just that. Creative geniuses never had to try a day in their life. They just get it. They can pick up a guitar. They just understand it. They can just play it. They never had to work. They never had to toil through learning that fucking thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not. So because I know it, because <laughs> I know it, and you're over there struggling, I'm obviously better than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the flexor between and, the two. And of it us. creates a mentality. If you don't have to toil, you automatically think you're the shit. Right. Because mm-hmm. I haven't struggled a day in my life to get this or whatever. What's What's interesting about a lot of those types of uh, I'd say faux type A personalities like is I've seen it more than a handful of times when you bring them into like say like a session to say like hey just improvise over top of this music do you need to know what key it's in like do you need to know like 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 anything like that like like I can provide that for you you know even when I was uh, with my buddy Alec would be like like, hey, we can we can figure out the math for whatever you need. There'd be a lot of folks that just, they couldn't even come up with anything. Like, anything. Like, this was at a, not our studio, but another studio where this guy, they, the, uh, the band brought in this expert, um, classically uh, trained cellist. And he was going to, oh, he was, he was amazing. He comes in and he's, you know, like, got this air about himself and sat there for about five or six hours. And he couldn't come up with one thing. Just like would like play a note and then like just sort of like blank out like that thousand mile stare where it's just like, well, what do I do? Like <laughs> without like having like instruction to be like, like I've I've had friends of mine that are um, uh, my buddy Dane. He's a tattooist in Tallahassee, and uh, not not a musician, but like I've had him like <laughs> like me and other musicians or people that can play instruments like bass and uh, drums go just like hey Dane pick up that guitar well I don't, I don't know what to do just solo the whole time and be like, well I can do that you know and that's, he, he, can, he can do like these like licks even on a drum set he can sit down and like play like these like like holy shit he's just flying on there but when you start bringing in all these like other elements with it 
he just falls apart. Like, you know, like you want me to remember what I'm doing or create something of this? No, but I can fucking like <laughs> the whole time on top of it. I think that, that there's like a there's a like a ratio of like just like the fundamentals, techniques, and skills, and then like pure creative power. Mm-hmm. Because like you can know everywhere to put your hands on a guitar or a cello or a trombone or a trumpet or whatever the fuck. Like you can know all of those things, but if you don't have the like, I guess imagination to come up with something on your own, it gets difficult. And you can, and it's the, it's the issue of that cellist of like. Of course I know what to do when it's like laid out in front of me, but make it up on the spot is a little much for me. I'm the kind of the same way. I can't, like I couldn't just, I can't jam. I don't know how to do that. I don't get what that means. And especially as like a lyricist, like I don't, I can't make up words on the spot that well. Oh I, yeah, I can, you asked me to freestyle? Oh no, that's gonna be a nightmare. And like I see other people do it and do it for hours, like Juice World. Juice World was such, like it was amazing. He went on, he went on uh, some radio show and he just like freestyled for like three fucking hours. And I'm like, how? How do you not? How do you like? I'm, so sure, some things may be repeated or whatever. Eyes roll back into his head. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he just like rolls into it. Dude, I'm trying to get the spirit like that. Man, fuck. <laughs> he just becomes a vessel for like all the spirits of all the poets. I'm a like- spiritual, lyrical, individual, miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Too many napkins, 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 napkins. I heard one the other day. It was I had a threesome with Liam Neeson's three nieces. I had three penises. <laughs> yeah, like my mind can't go to that like that absurd of an area, and I, and maybe it's just me limiting myself. And I probably could do it if I put the effort into it. But where I am right now, I'm willing to I'm willing to recognize right. that gap. Gavin was gonna say something, but I stomped all over his ass. Up well, mine's on, honestly on a different. On right. a different Hit hand than yours. Uh, Hit that shit. Because I think maybe this isn't true in every single case, but I think a, another side to this thought is um, for people who can sit down and do whatever, um, like Dane, but this isn't necessarily talking about him per se, right? but something like that. Um, uh, what was it? I had it just a second ago. Damn. Uh, like, they know how to play. They can play it. But when you present them with a, a, a way to do so, they lock up. And I think part of that is because uh, they play music because they can. It's not because they necessarily want to. Right. I don't think, like, if you pie-charted out creativity... Imagination is definitely on that. Another one is pure like talent, learn learning your instrument, and then a whole other side of it is what what like passion. What are you passionate about? Right. If, if you're if you take passion and imagination out of it, this is the kind of crap you get. The people who people who play because they you can, can feed it you can feed it into the machine and are never are never happy. They're just doing crap forever because they. Don't right. know what else to do. There's this uh, we may have talked about before. Fuck yeah. Um, there's a book uh, <laughs> called Art and Fear, and uh, it talks about. I got it. Should be old. Come on in, Joe. Um, Yo. What? Howdy. The. Uh, What's cracking, cousin? The purple uh, fuzzy chair right there is uh, is all you or the uh, small school desk chair. <laughs> I like the purple fuzzy, but I want to be closer. I want to be in the word. Get in the mix. But, um, 
What's up, Teddy? What's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. Been a, been a long, long time. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Good. So, um, in this book, Art and Fear, it talks about exactly what um, you two are talking about, that you can you can teach technique, right? And yeah. you can you can teach work ethic or, or drive to do something, right? You can instill these characteristics in a person. Maybe not in every person, but they can't be instilled in people. But creativity, you can't train somebody for that. So, uh, my argument um, to bounce off of that is that the creativity is is a blessing from it's godly we don't know what it is but we're able to take something that doesn't exist and make it exist mm -hmm. like this this isn't explained through darwinian evolution in the in the slightest bit like the the beaver has not improved its its dam you know the the bees have not evolved uh, their defenses past what they are you know what i mean like mm -hmm. so like this this is something unique that we have as people and not every person has it either mm -hmm. it's like when you when you're able to sort of meet other people that I, I i think that their minds are liberated in a certain way where it's just like they are autonomous in touch beings that are able to pull ideas out of the ether that come through their mind and make them exist so that's when uh, when I classify myself as an idiot genius. <laughs> that's what a genius is. Creatives are genius. It's not the only type of genius, granted. Like, but a, sure. geni a genius is someone who came up with an idea that nobody else came up with. And creatives are blessed because we're we're in this river together, right? Mm -hmm. So, but we're it's a big fucking river. So it's like when you come across somebody else, like, hey, <laughs> you good? <laughs> we'll sink or swim together, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, art and fear. It's a um, it's a cool book. What's up, Bosh? You want to come in? Come on in, brother. Welcome back, amigo. Yeah, you can get some love. Absolutely. <laughs> wow, that was a black on black. <laughs> Damn, that was fucked up. Well, well, Joe, we already compared penis sizes with everybody. Oh, nice. Kind of whip that bitch out, bro. Gavin yeah. won. <laughs> I'll just take... Yeah, Gavin's swinging a root on him. Damn. <laughs> I couldn't find mine. It was hiding in a bush. Give him a second. He'll come out. <laughs> yeah, I got like... I gotta learn the wool and shit. <laughs> I gotta figure out the proper shaving technique because I don't think I got it down yet. Nope. Them peaches are weird. <laughs> That's some shit they should teach you in school. Man. Oh, shit. How to shave God. your balls? Yeah. The, like, the secret is carefully. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, and that's, that's the other thing. Do. Like the, the shaky hands, nervousness, like. Oh, I'm gonna nick this one. I just sure. don't do it. That's the secret. <laughs> Let's have existential talk and then get to some, some genitalia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the, uh, what's the author of that book? The artist? Um, I think it's, there's two authors. Let me bring it up real quick. Is it Art of Fear or Art and Fear? The full title is Art and Fear The Perils and Rewards. Of art making, I it's believe a, it's new. Mm. It's, it's a new. 
I, uh, probably okay. not. Um, oh, probably not. I mean, uh, as yeah. compared to the art of fear, the serial killer's handbook. Is that a real? No, I'm gonna write it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good podcast today, guys. We're gonna head out. I'll need everybody's home address before you leave. <laughs> Let's go ahead and share some information amongst friends. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Art and fear: observations on the perils and rewards of art making. I love that. Let's see, the author is Lenny Wicks, D. Bales, and T. Orland. Does it have a publication date? Uh, 1994. Oh, Damn. Yeah. Dang. I wasn't even alive. I mean, damn. Damn. I was. I was. My bad. Let me shut up. I barely won. I was almost almost a grown up. No. no. I already had a job. I was negative too. I wasn't even a thought of a thought. Damn, you're not in your in your thirties yet? No, I just I turned twenty six in August. I'm gonna turn twenty seven this August. Damn, man. Oh man, you got so much disappointment to look forward to. <laughs> I'm on the road, brother. Yeah, yeah just yeah, turned thirty last okay. year. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I dude, I personally I love my thirties way more than my twenties. We'll see about that. <laughs> I'm not sure about like the, you know, like uh, what do you call it? I try to have a perspective of uh, a more fati of uh, you know love of fate. Yeah, it's it, the it, love of fate. Yeah, it didn't it's happen to me. It happened uh, for me, right? So uh, I think it was like Marcus Aurelius talked yeah. about it, but it's um, he didn't talk about it directly. I think Nietzsche was the the first dude that uh, actually talked about like a more fati. If I'm not mistaken. Ted, Ted's uh, more of uh, the my, learned man than I am. My mental I actually have a bl- blind spot with Stoicism and Nietzsche. So. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. I'm sure you know more than I do. I read The Spake Zarathustra when I was in high school, and I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this. I have the meditations. I like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know nothing about that shit I've there. I've never read meditations. I've listened to it. That's, that's, that's my... I, you know, I read with my ears a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> I can look Same. at other stuff, yeah. you know. I need to learn. I need to start reading and like getting into literature more because I got so lazy. Because like I, mm, they gave me medals and stuff when I was a kid, and they're like, "You're gonna be somebody." Yeah, dude. Yeah. This is a shitty somebody right now. Yeah. <laughs> I have to force my like to actually sit down and physically read. I have to force myself to do it. Well, I'm like in the process of like reteaching myself math and shit because I want to go back to school. Cause like I, I, I did my first half of my junior year in college, and then I was like, "Well, I'm playing music and kind of half-ass making money and traveling, so that's what I wanted to do." So fuck school, bye. Yeah. And now I'm like, maybe I should have just went ahead and finished it out. No, there's a lot to be said for using your time for that. What is the creative stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always times when you're like really, you know, need to do output and then there's times for like the input you can always, you can always you know, go back the, to school the, that, like, that's the plan and you'll be inspired and you'll be inspired to write more music you know what I mean like I, yeah, I, I was glad I'm, who I am now I'm extremely glad that I did chase my passions like I did because it it really helped to form a lot of a lot of what I am now but now I know that I kind of need some more essential tools right Moving forward. Well, I, I think it's important to um to challenge yourself, right, in some regards or the other, because like I can always improve. Like there there's I, I am 
never so good at like anything, even the stuff that I am good at, to where I can just be complacent with what I'm doing, right? <coughs> yeah, I, I think what it is is I kind of sure. got somewhere between lazy and comfortable, because it was like lazy in that I don't want to do the work, but comfortable in the, with the work that I was doing enough to just kind of like be cool. Right, and life's really I'm not about being comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you Some know. death of creativity. Comfort zones. Yeah. yeah. And that way, and I kind of, and I hit that wall of like, uh, well, I'm content with this right now. And then it became, I'm not chasing any experiences. So what am I even going to fucking talk about? Yeah. So you get, you get to a plateau, right? And mm -hmm. you can decide yourself, oh, do I want to set up shop at this plateau or do I want to take a road less traveled, you know? I'm gonna the mountaintop a little bit. Yeah, what, now with that said, I, I don't think it's a wise idea necessarily to be reckless about your passions, you know? Like, it, I, I got to a point to where, sure. like, you know, I I don't have kids, but I have bills, right? So, start to get to a point where it's like, well, I need to have some way to reliably take care of bills, and, and then and bonkers, like I can, uh, yeah. Bonker, bonkers isn't that expensive. He's, he, seems, yeah. he seems low maintenance to me. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 pretty chill, like me. You know, he's 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 easy to please for the most part. <laughs> but um, fuck, what are we talking about? Uh, giving yourself challenges, being content, complacent. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So com uh, complacency, I, I feel, is a <clears throat> it's a double edged sword, right? Because it's kind of like like a vacation's awesome, but after like. Me at least like four or five days of vacation. I'm like, all right, bro. I'm kind of over. I don't like this. doing it. Uh, I'm I'm either let's just because what you just said four or five days. I'm like, okay, I'm here now, or going back to a you know this is the grind or something. That, you know, right? Am I gonna start selling coconut water yeah. on the beach? You're getting out <laughs> the no man's land. Like yeah, like, yeah. You need to pursue your, your shits. Well, I think uh, we were talking about this before you uh, got here. That like it's Im it's important to just continue to make stuff, right? Like to continue to have output because the the ideas. If you if you don't make them, guess what? That's it. Like yeah. that's it. Uh -huh. And then you'll be one of these sad fucks. Someone else like, is gonna do it. Oh, and you're gonna be like, oh I, I was gonna do them. that, and you didn't do it. Yeah. One of uh, one of my. Uh, favorite uh, lyrics is a, a butthole surfers lyric that says uh dad what's regret <laughs> well son the funny thing about regret is it's better to regret something you have done than something you haven't done that's for sure and if you see your mother make sure to tell her <laughs> satan 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 <laughs> <laughs> i have oh heard that God. though like you know, stories from the from the old gentleman is is like, I regret more what I didn't do than what I did do. Mm. That's the, like nine out of ten. I feel like old regret. You know. Well, and that's that's the thing, man. Like I've known, known a lot of uh, folks, and definitely like more so influenced here, like in the buckle of the Bible Belt. But like they'll get sell down really really early and then their mind just stops yeah and when their mind stops yeah they their creativity stops yeah. and then they wake up 10 years later after the, the kids are now autonomous yeah. and they're just like you're not reading you're what, not what did i really do caring, <laughs> you're not being inspired you're not like or you you you've forgotten who you were because right. like and it's easy to do because like you 
we're, we're given all this stuff where it's like, oh, hey, just, just watch the TV, watch these shows, watch the game. I, isn't today like Super Bowl? It is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh is it really? <laughs> it is. Last thing Today's on my Super fucking brain. Like, like, <laughs> I'm, I do it. I'm going to a party. But, I mean, it's more for the... The domestic party. abuse. Yeah, like, I hear that's really popular. I don't have any like I have no stakes in. I have no horse in this race. I just want to be there for the just to, just to yeah. watch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope everybody wins. <laughs> just go go to bookie bookie the party. Well, take, that's take bets. I mean, I mean, if you don't have if, if you don't have a wager, you already won. Right. I'm here, I'm here to, like, do the I can't be disappointed. I just showed up. Yeah. Um, I I fell out of because I played football and sports like all the way up until I was like 17, and like my senior year of high school, I I didn't play football. I started a band and. Lost my virginity. I was like, these things are fucking. Yeah, cool. you do the yeah. <laughs> Fuck that yeah, that was the good. That dudes. was the good year. <laughs> Sounds pretty gay to me. <laughs> but yeah, you just you got smart all of a sudden. Yeah, just like I don't know. Oh, smart's the word I would use to describe anything I've ever done. Especially, especially after discovering pussy and like money and music. Like, definitely wasn't smart about it. I was just like, yeah. balls deep. But like, <laughs> This is who I this is who I am now. Yeah, there's, you know, there's intelligence in that, you know, somewhere. Well, I mean, like, cause like I like sports, you know, like I just one reason I fell out of them and organized religion is because they all seemed like the same to me. Like it seemed just like whatever energy people had that they were putting into the church, they were putting equally or more so into the fucking Boston Celtics or the L.A. Lakers uh, or Let's Go Eagles. <laughs> I mean, yeah, definitely for the sports, I would say the culture is less artistic in nature. So, if I, you're, uh, I agree and disagree. If, you know, yes, I mean, if you're, there's they something. Got, they got a, oh, it's beautiful. It's art in motion. But like, if you're just with the the creation is different the creative yeah. the creative or like the outlook for creativity in that is different the yeah because it uses physical intelligence yeah. rather than what would you but as a visual but intelligence as a, or artistic but as a fandom you know it's kind of fuck yeah <laughs> you know there there there's definitely some you know science to it and it, it, it's people pretty will, cool people like, will sacrifice their own on the altar if you fuck with their sports teams right there's there's a lot in there I, I think that also because I think it's and you know Ted and I have talked about this uh, before on the show but it's it's sort of like an absence of godliness and like again I'm not trying to say one church has it right by any means but whenever you have that vacuum so something else has to well, fill that passion right well, there's an exclusion there's like an exclusion uh, like idea which is kind of there's like an inclusion exclusion type of thing I guess and I think that's kind of yeah it's the, it's or, like, the, the or like the this first. way or like this way's Right, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like groupthink. It's yeah. like uh, if I, the best way to be validated is to be validated as a whole. And right, like, and especially with it's something that you don't, you don't have to put much thought into. Where it's just like we won. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We brought the trophy to yeah. the city. 
Yeah, they me. always say we, yeah. Me with my hot dog well, it's and like my a... Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I did all my rituals at home. I put on my lucky socks. And... Right, right. It's, Dude, again, like it's ritualistic. I yeah, think it's the I... competitive nature of things. Um... Well, I, I think it's it's piety, right? I think it's, it's, a, it's a way for folks to say, like, we're the best. We're number we, we are blessed in our certain way. I think... I think activism takes a similar uh, thing, at least modern activism, anyways, where yeah. people don't have purpose, right? They, I don't know they how don't, helpful they don't feel that driven. is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's helpful to be driven and feel purpose, and like, sure, I would argue purpose is actually abundant on Earth. Like, you For can find sure. purpose in oodles of stuff. Yeah, here. just well, it's like you have to, you just have to have a, a hell to run from and a heaven to run towards, and like, mm-hmm. I like that. People pick smaller heavens for themselves and so they they can get stuck in the rut of chasing that smaller heaven of just like if we talk about sports it's like my team won season's over (laughs) yeah yeah and everything else is kind of irrelevant and when you get into the purpose the purpose uh you get lost in other ones yeah yeah. dude totally there's there's some folks i know that are like such nerds with football that they will they'll re-watch games where their team won from like decades ago and like just to like the same way we would uh, rewatch an old movie or like an old um show. Like tv show yeah you know or like a stage performance of like an old you know yeah and, and uh, so some people don't give a you know shit about that but then some people are like that that's their life. That's, yeah, yeah, that's their life. That, yeah, so that's the, they're like, that's the relevancy. <laughs> like, remember when Bobby Boucher came back in the fourth quarter and took the mud dogs <laughs> to the bottom ball? <laughs> I heard, uh, I heard Stetson Bennett from the Bulldogs was he got arrested in Texas for being from like for like going up to people's houses being drunk at like six a.m. So I I kind of get the idea that he was like going door to door like hey. Have you heard about Stetson Bennett and the Georgia Bulldogs this year? Because uh, they beat the Texas team. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, she was what arrested. They, what they, they call that when um, um, there's a there's a term for it where they'll like campaign. You you know they'll like show up at your door and they'll want you to either you know like vote Democrat or accept Jesus or like solicitation. Yeah. yeah I mean yeah solicitation, but there's like a um, fuck. There's like an actual term for that type of solicitation. Evangel- Lobby, it's like, sounds maybe it's pamphlet or something. Sounds like pamphlet, pamphlet. Don't listen to me. I'm gonna throw oh, like us. papering. I think no. Canvassing. Canvassing. Okay. Canvassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a moment to talk about our Lord, <laughs> our Lord and Savior, the, the, the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, sorry. I got a souffle in the oven. Boom. <laughs> he said it was at six a.m. Dude, you man. Yeah. Good lord. See, but that would be cool if you were a fan of like that, over though. one like you like wake over up one standard. Well, like you wake up one morning like just a, like a rapping on the door or whatever and you sit up upright in your fucking bulldog jersey and your <laughs> <laughs> and you run to the front door with your with your loaded shotgun cuz it's 6 in the morning. And you're, oh my god. <laughs> You got my letters. <laughs> oh, the Lord answered for prayers. I found you. Like, well, come on in. Have a cup of coffee. Like Santa Claus in that Eminem's commercial. <laughs> he is real. 
<laughs> he found me in Texas. I didn't think it was possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you said Texas, so they probably woke up in their fucking Longhorn <laughs> jersey. Were, man. What the fuck they are you were, doing man. here? They were angry, man. We don't lock your car. have been arrested. We don't, care that he was, we don't care that he was doing it. We care that it was him that was yeah. doing it. <laughs> See, exactly. to, to kind of tie it all together, his neighbor was actually the Georgia fan, woke up at the same time, saw it happen, and it was like, that was my dream. See, I wrote him all those letters, and he shows up at the wrong fucking house. My my life is over. And like he becomes catatonic. He doesn't fuck his wife anymore. Like the, the kids are swarming the care. neighborhood, and he's just like uh, like kneeling on the porch in tears, devastated. <laughs> Stand man, Stand around. <laughs> I'm right here. Let that man go, he's innocent! His therapist kills herself because she can't stand hearing the fucking story anymore. She's just like, this has been five years, there's been no improvement. <laughs> this might actually happen. Because I don't know that if, I'm, I'm not sure if he'll play much in the. Uh, I mean, you could play Prison League now. I mean, it, <laughs> Harvey Weinstein's been just fucking dominating. The Has he? No. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's like, what type of prison room does he have? Hopefully, the guy was getting forcibly butt fucked over and over again with the do with the. The, just find the dude with the most nightmarish cock you could find. What do they do it's with his? What do they do with his money? What they, do they do with all of his money? Oh, they, that shit usually gets see. Well, I don't know because his money wasn't wrapped up in his crime. I don't think was it. I mean, I would. I would. Maybe a hot take. I would argue that anybody at that level, all their money, like, should be just like. But I know that, like, when it, when your money is wrapped up in whatever your crime is, they seize those assets oh, yeah. for mm-hmm. fucking sure. Maybe the academy got all of it. Well, I mean, they they certainly got a lot of egg on their fucking face. That was for fucking sure. <laughs> <laughs> fucking degenerate. Yeah. So they See, took. So they took his money for consolation. See, now here's my vision: is he's now like ripped up and tatted. And, and he's found Jesus, and he's like he. No way, he's not still fat. Or I don't. <laughs> Supposedly, he had a um, like a micro penis, or like a. Uh, some of his victims said that it looked like he had a um, like a uh, like a botch circumcision. Oof. That and plus, like whenever you're you're that fat, you know you. He's get to a certain threshold, your your dick yeah. is gonna get smaller and smaller because it's got more and more fat yeah, push around it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like I gotta stay thin. I heard wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, from, the key. From, from somebody who has been much fatter than what they are, you don't don't do it, bro. Like <laughs> stay thin. <laughs> yeah. And I can't get comfy now. One now of the threats out there. One of the reports was that it looked like it had been cut off and sewed back on. Damn. Oh god! Yeah. That's like uh, what was it? Bobbitt, the dude. The, yeah, oh, Lorena Bobbitt and John Wayne Bobbitt, mm-hmm. and he fucking he got his penis cut off, and she threw that bitch, and then he still got it reattached, and went and had a, a very successful porn career. Like that is so crazy to me. <laughs> Wait, that also happened? He yeah. he went back and like became like a venerated porn star. Like so, just get a new one. No, no same one. Uh, uh, so here's what happened. She like she she cut that thing it's off. Like a Frank, Frankencock. She lopped that bitch off and drove off and then threw that bitch out the window. But he found it. The the paramedics found it and, okay. and I, I think what it was is that it was like snowing or some shit and it kept it just oh, cold enough to that's not, perfect. to not start like instantly necrotizing because uh, yeah. it's, it's the, a fucking cock. This uh, the incident uh, was on June twenty third, nineteen ninety three, in uh, Manassas, Virginia. 
Mm. There was a lot yeah. of in living color and Saturday Night Live jokes about it. <laughs> uh, she uh, alleged that uh, he had uh, raped her earlier that evening, and then after he went to sleep, she got out of bed and grabbed an eight-inch Ginsu carving knife. Holy fuck! That, that thing will get the job done. Mm. Uh, that hurts me. And cut uh, <laughs> cut off his penis. Damn. Fuck. After God. after this. She left the apartment with, with the uh, uh, severed appendage. That was a nice way how they said dick. <laughs> it's a tool. It is the tool. She drove, took it and drove away in her car. After a length of driving and struggling to steer with one hand. So she might have helped him because she like, created a, like, a tourniquet. She might, she might have. A tourniquet of spite. I'm not sure. <laughs> Metal band. I wonder how many women, for how many women Lorraine Bobbitt is their hero? Got to be. Well, it sounds, yeah. I mean, it sounds like according to her, he fucking deserved that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. he earned that shit. You know. For sure. Like, yeah. you know, okay, first of all, I feel like... Lorraine took it back. Unless you're <laughs> for real, so there's, there's 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 more. This is still this is still the same same night. So she uh, she threw uh, the the, the <laughs> severed appendage uh, out the window into a roadside field, and she eventually stopped and called nine one one, telling them what had happened and where the penis could be found. Uh, the penis was found after an exhaustive search. You thought the clitoris was uh, hard to find. <laughs> oh, Trying the dick in the haystack. <laughs> like, how much penis are we talking here? Is it like the the some shit? Yeah, like like, the, like if it's like or nine or plus, like, is this like gargantuan <laughs> dick? Is it is it like big dick? Like you know, like six plus? Is yeah. It, you know? My question is, where was the cut at? Because if yeah. you like got like a yeah. hefty amount of shaft and then also yeah, the Uber off, like. Mm. Can yeah? Can you know? Can you just like reattach the head back on there? Or you, yeah, or like, like did she just like pop you know, his top yeah, and take that? The, I think maybe you could use if it's uncircumcised. You could use the the uh, excess, the excess. Right, to sort of balloon oh. off the other oh, end. Oh yeah, damn. <laughs> right? So you know, food for thought. <sighs> Throw up. But, um, <laughs> after, uh, after being washed with antiseptic and placed in saline ice. It was reattached in the hospital where he was treated. The operation took nine and a half hours. John went on to star in two pornographic films in the 1990s and stated in 2018 that his penis is, quote, back to normal. That's the comeback story. 18? Press X to doubt. That's like <laughs> back to 20 years? Yeah, there's no way you pee the 20, same. 25 years. How much did the surgery cost? Fuck's sure. Let's, <laughs> let's dive a little deeper. <laughs> he had to star in those porn films to make the money back. He yeah. had to recoup his losses. A cinch in time. And what was <laughs> this? How this much does he get from Lorena, like a settlement? Or? I'm not. I'm not sure. There's. This is. I'm, I'm glad we brought this up. Like, I'm as always, you know. Holy we, fuck. We did better this time. We didn't start off talking about like politics right off the rip. Yeah, I think. Well, the, I think the last two times we did a really good time. Time. Well. <laughs> We got ourselves a discussion of the current affairs of America. Thanks for joining us. Not that it's better, but it's chill, right? I now. mean, like, how out, how more chill could you be about talking about a severed dick than on New Southern Heritage? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Well, I'm definitely not up to I date on topics because I didn't know, you know, uh, John Wayne had started with, you know, had, had started I don't with, think it's related to the cowboy him. himself. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Like, well, yeah. they cut my dick off, or at least they tried to. <laughs> Gave her a good slapping around afterwards. Doc said he, if it wasn't ballooned off at the end and uncircumcised, the magnificent 10-inch miracle that it is, probably would have bled out, but they were able to find it. I had nine more minutes of whoop-ass. <laughs> I'm not very good with John Wayne. There's, but. Yeah, there's a lot of, I guess there's... See, I know the name. I don't know the voice. I've never, I've never watched a John Wayne anything, but... Also, you'll be fine. Well, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Pilgrim. <laughs> That's the Peter Griffin. <laughs> I'm John Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, Pilgrim. <laughs> I got my penis cut off and reattached and started in two porns, Pilgrim. I fucking look at your dinner plate. Look at it. Look at that stuffing. You'll see a surprise in there. <laughs> That's my dick. <laughs> I had it cut off again for a gag. They're going to reattach it. They said it only takes seven. You get the joke? <laughs> a I fucking uh, hot, dog. <laughs> <laughs> hot dog. Hot uh, dog oh, serving. The, the, the dirtless your, barbecue. The, uh, this is from the Washington Post. and I, I'm sorry to I guess, derail with John Wayne. This is the uh, Washington Post article from 1993 called A Stitch in Time. So it, uh, it, arrived, it arrived in a Ziploc bag inside a, a brown paper sack lunch. I guess they didn't want people to see it. And be like, is that a dick? Well, I guess they're passing by. <laughs> it was an intact penis, very cleanly cut. Uh, the urological uh, surgeon said it was not crushed. It was uh, not visibly soiled. So <laughs> what the fuck? So her her mistake was soiled? not mangling that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, like shove it up her ass. Be like, oh, shit, I think, her, gonna, yeah, do that, I think her mistake was not carrying it and throwing it into a volcano. <laughs> Mount Doom. <laughs> One dick to <laughs> Right? Start getting bullshit. Like, shit. getting messed up. Just go in and Julian. This is a hot dog a, night, man. Hey, this boys. Is, this is a. That's an extensive. Uh, she throws it out the window. She's like, "Fuck, it's longer than his dick." Golly, that's a big article. But <laughs> somebody picks it up. Dude, uh, Hell yeah! Like, uh, apparently, this was like bigger than the Chinese spy balloon, like in the day, like that. This this was 1993. Like, yeah, this was the biggest thing. It, it was like this and the bombing of the World Trade Center. They talked about it for years on SNL. This was how I found out, like, somebody would be so angry at you, they would cut your dick off. Like, as a little kid. I was yeah. like, she did what? Like, <laughs> yeah, be nice to your woman, folks. I wasn't, well, I, wasn't, I wasn't pubescent yet, like, you know. like That's crazy. I was, I, think, I, I was right life. at the, Yeah, I was just like, I was, like, I was oh right at the gosh. puberty stages. It's like, shut that bitch was 94, I was 12. Oof. Already working two jobs. <laughs> no, 93? Yeah, yeah, 93, I was 11. I was 9. I was 3. We won't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're sparkling your daddy's eye. Oh, it's barely that, bro. <laughs> hey, that was a roaring 90s, man. That was, that was... Fuck yeah. There were so many jokes about that. Like, I laughed so much. <laughs> it's, it's not really knowing what actually happened. I just figured she went in there, you know, and just... Well, I guess that's what she did. Like, she took a Ginsu. Yeah, she fucking samurai his shit. Yeah. It's crazy. I think 
I think the first time I was like online, I think it was 95 or 96, something like that. And like, it's fucking wild, like how far shit has come with just like the internet and I know, dude. That's the biggest one, right? 30 years. That's the biggest thing. That's the, that's the number one. Well, I mean, it, it completely changed the game. Yeah, like, everything. With, for, it, it just started off with being like, oh, wow, you could send a letter to somebody instantly. You don't have to use the post office. Like, you can just type something and then click and it goes to them. It's like, holy shit. So I was getting into, like, chat rooms at, like, you know. Chat rooms. Like, 12 years old. yeah, and, yeah. Probably on there with folks that shouldn't have were not kids. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird place to like rub elbows. <laughs> Dude, there was this. Uh, I was on ICQ, uh, and uh, this uh, this person on there that was claiming to be a girl was like, "Oh yeah, you know, meet me at the mall. Like, how, like, what are you wearing? I'll make sure to look for you." Um, oh yeah. Good boy. Like man. a six four, like uh, truck driver or something. <laughs> he's just like, rolling through. He's <laughs> rolling through town and had to check the message board real quick. Hey, it's me, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> me. I knew it was you. You had the Simpson shirt on. <laughs> like, oh goddamn! I like your hat. <laughs> Want to go get it icy? <laughs> the blue ones hurt my tummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I love how Gavin I, I love how you have not at all tried to engage in this <laughs> I'm, gonna come, I'm gonna come sit with Gavin oh my god Gavin's like you guys Cheer. know this is going on the internet right? <laughs> if they ain't caught me slipping yet they're not going to uh, that's probably not true let me show up <laughs> the little things you know uh, <laughs> don't give me that kind of um, paranoia man I'm like, worried about myself honest, honestly like when Facebook and like MySpace came out that shit blew me away cause I had lived in Alaska mm-hmm. you know like right after I graduated and I came back and I had all these buddies and people up there that I hadn't talked to in a few years and then all of a sudden they were just like hitting me up like crazy. It's like boom. It's so all that whole room. that whole social, you know, shit like blew the shit out. I yeah, I'm trying to think. Maybe '05 or '06, something like that. It's like around about when I yeah. like, like I've been on MySpace. Uh, I discovered it because there was a when I was a little boy. I liked this uh, band, Stabbing Westward. I like them too. They're like a, I kind of still do the yeah. old song, oh, the I'll, old hits or whatever. I do. I'll, I'll, I'll still blast yeah. "Darkest Days" and "Wither, Blister, Burn, and uh, Peel." What a that's the name. Yeah. Album I cannot save you. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> kind of like Nine Inch Nails, mm. like you know, in, industrial, like alternative metal or whatnot. But uh, singer had like a new band, and there was like a MySpace link. I think I was on like their email list or something like that, and it's. I mean, the, the music wasn't that. It just sounded like more pop, like stabbing Westward kind of stuff. But I was like, holy shit, there's a whole site like you can find bands on here, and that's why I just started like 
like, oh, that's a cool band name. What do they sound like? Or that's a cool picture. What, what do they sound you like? You discovered a billion bands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Same. And I was able to... Um, that was it. Find, that was a big thing. I was able to find other bands that I had seen, like, at, like, like local shows. Like, uh, uh, one of my favorite bands is a... Um, it's, like, this artsy hardcore band called the Blood Brothers. And I saw them at um, the old One Up nightclub in Valdosta when I was a teenager. And I found them again on MySpace, and I was just like, oh my god, they're still around. They've taken, like, like they they weren't like a tough guy hardcore band or anything, but they had they had two vocalists. One was like a, um, kind of like, sounded like a Aerosmith, if they had uh, Steven Tyler, if he was like a punk rock singer, like, wah! Like, singing, Ooh. like, those high-pitched, like, <laughs> good, kind of. Yeah. Kind of notes like that. The other one was like Elvis Presley, like <laughs> I like both of those guys. Yeah, but they would they would scream bloody murder too, and like like oh man, I I, I just became like so enamored with them. But through MySpace, I was able to like learn so much more about like a, a band, and like it it really blew me away. Like this is such a cool fucking idea. There was a good chunk of time where MySpace was so was how you book shows, you know, for yeah. for years. Yeah, nobody wanted to book my like, band. <laughs> yeah, but but the interface, how you could vetoes would I take that check back. them out and listen to the mm -hmm. shits is just so badass. Yeah, like I probably learned about every band that's not you know classic mm -hmm. that I like now. Not you know, not necessarily, but like a, a Any, lot of them. Anything that was like anything that came after new metal, I feel that like if if it was not part of like a MySpace influence, like because to me that was clearly like the next big wave was like, oh, yeah. like dude, you had this like fucking thing of like that pissed off so many metal heads because they're like this isn't metal it's like bro it's heavy people are nodding their head they're yeah. they got guitars screamy dark lyrics. Bouncy stuff. What's well, not to like? Yeah, how right? you classifying it? Uh, like, like, it doesn't sound like. That's it. Fucking <laughs> metalheads and punkheads and any of those like fucking nerds that are just like, this isn't authentic. A uh, picture of the soy boy meme, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, like, this isn't authentic punk rock. It's like, oh, oh, yeah, you're, you're. What, what you? Well, how do you classify punk rock? Just the stuff you listen to, because that's clearly authentic punk rock. That's anything I don't agree with is trash. There's also like this analog digital change too, like that kind of came along with the yeah, the refinement internet, of music. You know, made it. Mm -hmm. we got we can just do fruity loops. You know, we can like do all all yeah. the shits just like right here and not have to track amps and all this well stuff, yeah just you know, do it like, and do it yourself and you can put yeah. it out yourself yeah you know? I feel like targeted. the whole <laughs> <laughs> I feel deeply attacked <laughs> no but no I mean but the convenience is mm -hmm. unreal well it's like, like it's, it's I, incredible I've always thought that like studios and recording with stuff was shit that you did like <clears throat> way after the fact after you had already blown up and like the, there was no access to it and then when I when I got like my own little workstation and shit, I, like, it blew my mind. I was like, "Wait, I could just do this shit at home." Mm -hmm. Fuck you guys! I'm not doing any of that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm I mean, why would it? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, like, and like, I, yeah. and even back then, it was shit. like, yeah. imagine if I would have like wasted my like early formative music years just going paying someone to go to and the studio money to and make money. bullshit. Yeah, and or to like, just like nonsense totally. around and I figure it. it out. I've done. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's been oodles of times where it's just been like, man, I wish I just had a set of Goro arms that could play another yeah. guitar so I could play <laughs> something on top of it to figure out, like, what's going on. And, you know. I'm, I'm very spoiled in that I didn't have to learn those types of workarounds. Like How to grow an extra set of arms. Yeah, I've been working on it, but that, <laughs> that shit is not coming, bro. I've got a third boss, one. Boss, I haven't got I haven't gotten a fourth arm, but I've definitely I got a I got a third arm. You know. holding an apple. Yeah. <laughs> the B, BL BS one PF or those little boss loop stations, man. Mm. Mm. See, yeah, like I didn't have to that fool shit. around with any of the Rich. like fundamental music stuff. Yeah. I was just like, oh I could just track this and then track this and piece it together. Lay something on top. Mm-hmm. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I started initially doing. Um, they were uh, old like um, microphones that they they look like Bob Barker's microphone off the price of right. It was like long, skinny with like the the bulb on top of it. But I would uh, for the guitar, I would just put it on top of the amp, so it was like facing like down just a little bit, right? Because it has a it has a bend at the top of it. And uh, I could uh, do the same thing with, uh, I had a little keyboard that uh, you could play a drum loop on. So I would just take my sock off and just use my uh, big toe to hit one on, uh, you know, to start a rhythm oh, pattern. Shit. And then I could hit a fill if I wanted to hit a fill and just Dude, track, track the guitars that way. you played it. You did. You fucking, like. I didn't stomp box. Well, you stomp boxed it. You know what I mean? But big toe, that's still yeah. That's like crazy. Just to, just yeah, to trigger a just loop. A, yeah, that's that was the analog loop station before. You know, I missed out on a lot of one. chance to learn some ingenuity. But those, <laughs> I just I just didn't know. I didn't know uh, other musicians like a lot. A lot of musicians around here that I knew like um, through like my adolescence. A lot of them were like into like country and like 80s metal and like I'm, I'm not really a big fan of like cunt that's you <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just I'm just not a big fan of no, I wasn't but now yeah um and so like like I met this I remember the first time I met somebody that could like play like a guitar like w- way better than I could technically and they're like Oh, you should learn these Queensryche songs. You should learn these uh, '80s Ozzy Osbournes. Rap. Nate Dowd. What? No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just—he was my buddy. He—he he was like, man, learn this Brandy Rhodes stuff. You know, learn the. Do you know? Did you? Do you remember Nate? I don't think so. Okay. okay. Maybe. I don't know. When you're as cultured and traveled a man as him, it gets blurry. Because <laughs> <laughs> like damage I, to your brain. I remember. I <laughs> when he was. I remember like in the during the like the avowal days. We would, he was like, we would go up and check out shows. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I know that, dude. I I loved like playing in avowal, man. I, I, uh, I still hear from uh, Eric every now and then. Our singer. Yeah, uh, he's, yeah. He's he's, a, he's my like, you know, social media buddy. Yeah, he used to live. My girlfriend in high school, he was like next door neighbor. Damn, that was that was, that was my homeboy yeah. like, through most of high school. He's man. the man, man. Yeah, I was. Man, I was, was he could do Jonathan Davis was, like uncanny. Oh, he's got. I would say that. Voice, yeah, man. his vocal like. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember you, and I like vividly have you know remember you playing guitar and just kind of uh, being you know real physical about it jumping around and like getting 
like yeah. having like having fun. The old the old Vito's. Mm-hmm. Days. I I see uh, uh, I see Rob. Or I used to see Rob every now and then, like out in public. Uh, we used to. You He's know, our electrician out at Wiregrass. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He he and his 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 family. His dad, I think Bob's passed away. Yeah, he, now. he did. But goddamn, man, like those were Miss Cat. Like they, um, yeah, Katia. Mm-hmm. I think that was her name. Like she was like always so kind. But they always like man. They they allowed kids that had no business. Playing local shows, fourteen-year-olds could always come in there. <laughs> this guy, this yeah. guy, yeah, yeah, I was fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Playing I've, shows at Vito's yeah, when I was fourteen. Yeah, that's, I, I might not be who I am if the, if, for, if not for uh, Robin Katya. That, like, I barely knew them, but mm-hmm. and they probably don't even know it. They changed. They like shaped my life. The you Teenage Monsters. Crazy. Yeah, that, or the yeah was that was one of them, right? Yeah, yeah, the that was yeah, that was one of the bands I was in in high school. There was some, <coughs> there were several throughout the years, when, but when I saw him, he was this. Cheese. This would have been um, a couple uh, uh, a couple of years ago, but uh, he uh, he saw me play, and like I got done, and. He's like, he's like, hey, Coulter. I'm like, I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, I'm like, dude. And he was there with his daughter. I'm like, like, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude and like gush in front of you about your dad, but holy shit, man! I'm like, I'm like, you don't know how much you fucking mean to me, man. Like, like they they didn't give a shit about anybody's like the uh, l- uh, local band's politics. They didn't give a shit if you were uh, buying alcohol for them or not they wanted to like encourage kids to like come and play we music we need a show they're like we need to book a show yeah like, y'all got y'all got music we gotta sling some pieces y'all got music <laughs> yeah 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 like kids riding by like hey y'all got music come bring it this shit yeah, yeah man I mean, Under Oath came uh, through, yeah. you know? Yeah, I missed out. Taking Back Sunday. Like, all the original, like, Screamo uh, kids uh, came through there. came yeah. through. One Up. I missed one Mastodon. Up. One yeah, up. yeah, yeah, One Up. But, I mean, that was that was their place, too, you know? Uh, I don't know. Thursday I don't think they were the original. The oh, I'm sorry? The band Thursday. Yeah. They played in said the Red Room. Yeah. It used to be where, like, the Greek row or whatever it is now. I never, went, I never went to the uh, Red Room. I started figuring out that there were... Local musicians. Uh, when I was like, se- when I quit playing football, when I was like seventeen. Same exact thing with me. Yeah. Because as soon as you quit football, that's what happens. Yeah. Or that's what, that, like that's that's like, stick with that's it, how I else that's how I remember it in my head. Because like I you know I enjoy playing guitar more in the late you know when I was young I loved it but as I got older it's just like I, I started running into people that talk told me that I didn't suck at like playing music because a lot and it's a weird thing that happens when you're around people that know you there's a fair amount of people they may even care about you but they they, they don't want to encourage you to do something that's risky or something that could embarrass them by proxy you know oh, what I yeah mean? they're and, looking out they're not looking out for you they're looking out for wait are you gonna Trump me? Are you gonna one up me now? Cause you got this talent. Are you gonna like? Are you gonna, you gonna steal my like girlfriend now? Cause you. Saying I got a small dick. What's up, man? Dude, I didn't know you're a rock star. Uh, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like it, it's it, it's weird to see it, man. And like, I there were um there were people I meet that were like strangers. I'd be like, holy shit, man. Look at you! You can play the guitar. What the fuck? Did, is that somebody's or just? Nah, man. I just 
riff I made up. Dude, you need to meet people that can play the guitar. That right man. there, that <laughs> just that one, you know, exchange right there is enough to set you off on a freaking like. Well, I, I went to high school in um in a in Lakeland, Georgia. So it's you know the two biggest demographics there are they're both southern. There's there's good old boy and, and hood, right? So. I thought you went to the lounge for some reason. I don't know why I thought uh, that. I don't know why I thought that. Uh, Lakeland, Lanier County, Georgia. Yeah, Lanier. Class 2002. <laughs> <laughs> we were just a year behind you, man. We're right there. Nah, I went to, went to fucking podunk school. It, uh, you know, I, I love oh, it, though, man. I don't man. want to hear about podunk school. <laughs> well, you went to Madison. Uh, Eccles, Eccles, baby. Oh, Eccles. 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 Statenville. Smaller than Lanier County. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. How big was your graduating class? 60, if not a little less. Oh, yeah, you that's, got to take Highway 94 <laughs> to get over there. That, the one that goes to Fargo or whatever. Mm-hmm. There, there's a stretch going to Statenville where I, I know the Eccles County Police are just like, no, nah, don't put any fucking roads coming off of this road. I, I, maybe I'll know where I, what it is, but it's like a four or five mile stretch where it's just like, no, nah, it's one way in and one way out. And about halfway through, a cop will just sit there. And There's like, a one, like one median with the thing, yeah, with a cop there. There's not even. It's this is before you get to Statenville. Oh, this okay. is this is um, on the outskirts in Eccles County, but it's just like. like Are you talking about 94? It may be 94. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's, it's definitely it seems like it. It's definitely a um. An 94. E- it's, all it's an four e- sides of that. <laughs> the one red light have a long stretch with nothing coming. Yeah. Up. <laughs> so I, don't, yeah I don't even think there's anything else other than just Statenville and Fargo way down the street. I know Statenville did have the red light, and we were kind of envious of that in Lakeland because the uh, fucking there's old, no old light tiny in folk. No, the, the, there's one uh, a traffic light intersection in Lanier County, and it's on 84 on the outskirts. Oh. because What about got, the hospital right there where the, you know, where, the, where they have the paintings of like the people on the... There's, there's no light right there? There's no light, just stop okay. sign. Okay, but okay. Yeah. Their argument was, we ain't had a light here in 60 odd <laughs> years. That's we the biggest intersection. Need. Put a light there. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Just one stop sign. <laughs> There's like it's almost like a three way. It's almost kind of like a four, like I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I've had a three way before. And mine was <laughs> definitely not like that. It wasn't there. like that. Oh, it, it. it was. It was. It was kind of just as disappointing and you know unfulfilling. You know, <laughs> as the as how, the, you, how you did as the street sign. If you want to dissatisfy. Two women at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> better than one, one man. <laughs> <laughs> you get the job done all at once. What does that fucking mean? You can just like, quit after that. point two people, I would just go hang out with my parents. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Those are both great. Just keeps getting darker and darker. <laughs> the abyss. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think there's, I think there's something too, like... To like a a small town, like even Valdosta is like a small town. It's not as small as Statenville and Lakeland by any stretch, but it um it'll humble you. Man, I met Greg Kinnear two weeks ago. Did came, you really? Came, got a table at our restaurant in in Quitman. Because because do you know why? The, there well, is a, a film movie. studio in Quitman. I heard about this on my blo- on our block, and they're doing a movie with Greg Kinnear. That's awesome. That's fucking. Can you believe that? I've 
heard people that have like talked about like yeah. I heard rumors of that being set up, but I didn't know if anything. And I think Garrett up. Randolph. I don't know what scores Garrett's doing, but mm-hmm. he's doing music scores out there for the studio. Damn. I think that's full, awesome. Full, full, yeah, movie, yeah. Good, because that's what he's been wanting to do for a Can't, while. Now. Yeah, but it's just, I, I didn't mean to cut you off what you were saying, but like ninety percent of what comes out of this shit talker is. Well, no, I'm just, just saying, like, yeah, shit. it's a small place, but I mean. Well, there's that whole thing about yes. how Georgia's turning into the new Hollywood, anyway. Atlanta. So, mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is. Probably trying to like, how can we get. The non-gay version. Yeah, get yeah. Can we get, this, can we get this same thing on the other side? <laughs> we want movies without soy lattes <laughs> and avocado toast. <laughs> I uh, I haven't been to um to Atlanta, and last time I went was 2020. It was late 2020. It was like right after the election, and it was still just like everybody's like masked up and like paranoid and rude to each other and doing the, the shuffle of like, oh, you want to come to a restaurant? Okay, put the cloth over your face, walk 10 feet, take your cloth down. Okay, you're good. Don't worry. We'll be right back to serve you. I have to keep wearing my mask because I'm, you know, working here, but it's like, this doesn't feel right, man. Like, I feel like these folks, I feel like I tell these folks, like, take your mask off. You're not service to anybody. Rebel! Rebel! Fight! But that, it was, dude, I went into a gas station and like this one dude, like I've, I've got my bullshit piece of cloth on because I just want my caffeine and like to go in and out. This ain't my fucking stomping grounds. I'm not yeah, trying to cause yeah. any waves. This one dude came in without a mask on and this cashier behind, it's a circle K, so they've got like an island in the middle of this yep. circle K. He's like, he's like, put your mask over your face, sir, if you want to come inside. I'm like, good God, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't want to come to the orange I want to leave now. <laughs> I don't even want gas anymore, bro. I'll just break down somewhere. Dude, it was like, you know, guys, it's not that serious, right? Like... Fucking shit, man. See, I don't know how we got from gay mafia to <laughs> Atlanta to that, but I just noticed, I was like, this is a different level of, like, what's important going on. Maybe that's why they're shooting fucking folks that are hiding out in the woods, because they got their fucking city backwards. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong on that. They are doing that? There was this guy, um, I forget his name, his nickname was Little Turtle Tortuga, I think that's... Tortuga? Well, yeah, and then make it Little, so Tortuguita, maybe? Tortuguita. But, yeah, there there was, um, there's a section of near Atlanta that's like a, a public land that the, the state was going to turn into pretty much like uh, training grounds for police for any police to come and like across the country and train here and exclude the public from using it to just be like, oh yeah, we're going to set up a, a shop where uh, we're going to make sure that uh, we have, uh, I guess what you would uh, call uh, federalized police, like trained yeah. at all levels. Huh. And uh, there was protests about it, and one of the folks who was there protesting uh, uh, apparently uh, frightened the officers to a certain point to where they uh, shot him. Hmm. So, I feel like you had to be real frightened, though. (laughs) Like, how frightened you got to be for that? You're not wrong. Turtles are scary, man. I wouldn't fuck with a snapping turtle. (laughs) Not if I can help it. Well, yeah, like, when when tortoises get big. I, I, I just... Gosh, man, it's 
That is interesting, though, right? Where it's like they need something to train the police to do better, right? Okay, well, these folks are protesting against using the public land that some folks camp in and live in, you know, from doing that. So what happens is somebody ends up dead now because of the police being poorly trained from not potentially utilizing trying, this particular force. We're trying to train. We were trying to train him. Well, <laughs> it resulted in a, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a money grab at the end of the day because, you know, I'm no economist, but if you're the state of Georgia and you're running this facility, you're going to charge every other external police department for using your facilities and your training to, to pay the people that are operating this and to make a profit, you know. So Doesn't Georgia have a flood sea, though? What is that? It's where they send uh, it's a, all levels of police for, like, legitimate academy. There. What, what's it called? Flood sea. Flood sea? I can't remember what the acronym stands for, oh, but it's okay. like a train. It's like a military base, but it's not military. It's mm, police. Mm, okay. And it's like from local level, you also have uh, state troopers, and you can also get, like, they also train, like, GBI mm. and high, some even higher. You said FLETSI is probably, like, formal law Because <clears throat> I know uh, Charleston or has like a FLETSI. What, what is the, uh, the acronym? Is it D or T? F-L-E-T-C Training Center, I think. Or something like that. Federal Law Enforcement Training Center. Yep, that's what uh, it is. Yeah. Okay. I was almost there. And that, yeah, that's what that's what the bases are called because it's not it's not military bases, whereas uh, it would be a, a fort something if it was Army. It would be Naval Station if it was Navy. Right. That's what, yeah, that's what the law enforcement ones are called. Fletzies. It's part of the DHS. We've done uh, we've done Navy like? training on the Fletzy and uh, Charleston. Come on, cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I know the way you were setting that story up, like the with the you know public forest where people live and they need to train some officers. It sounded like you were going to say they're coming to like hunt homeless people. Well, I mean, Most they did. That, yeah, <laughs> they, that's what happened. What, that's that's a conclusion of it, you know. Yeah, but so. I could have swore Georgia had one, so I don't know why they would need more training grounds. You gotta I, ju- like justify again. the budget, you know. But either that, or just maybe you've got somebody in that industry who's a friend, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, forbid we make more curriculum that the flood can actually gear towards. Well, because that would solve a problem, right? So <laughs> if you solve a problem, we're not trying you to can, cure; we're trying to treat. Yeah, you can't milk it anymore. So it's. It's kind of it's kind of fucked at the same time because I think at the end of the day they're just gonna do it and they're just gonna get what they want. Like I I don't think that I don't think the 1960s style of uh, protesting the government works anymore. No, it and doesn't. I I think that it's used to market people to doom, for lack of a better term. I just think it's shitty that it's, it's now it's so easy to ridicule people for protesting, but it's like. What then? What do you want them to do? Right. What do you like? What? No, you just got to come up with a newer, more current way to protest these days. You can't. I mean, and that's you fair. can't just sit in anymore. Like, right. It used to work that way. Used to be able to. You can't. Well, you got to adapt with the time. You have to create. You have to be creative. Well, it's just it's like you see a group of protesters, but then you see people like driving by shitting on them, and like mm-hmm. I understand that that's happened forever, but now because of the internet, it just it, it becomes so sporting to just mock people for trying to say things. Right. Well, I think there's also a, a fair amount of 
I fucking <laughs> <laughs> give it to me. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't fucking. There's bottles of water in the fridge if uh, you guys want. They're in the door. But um, I brought one. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's a fair amount of folks that fetishize activism, and I think that if it's something, I don't think necessarily folks doing a sit-in in the park would fall under this category but mm. I think that folks that are like like oh. if there's like a, a group like holding signs up like a car wash would mm-hmm. like as a spectacle with people with their cameras out and doing it I think there's a hefty amount of folks in there that they don't really care about the cause more so that they're just pro or con right so it's it's like if you get them like and trolls on the internet will do this successfully a lot where they'll go to protests and just ask counter questions to what they're doing and you realize that people don't really know what they're talking about like you know well we should ban assault rifles it's like okay what's an assault rifle um an assault rifle is a, a weapon <laughs> gun that's used specifically to kill people like was <laughs> well that yeah that's the point of a, a firearm a gun like it's points to destroy like that's it can fire sixty magazine rounds in four <laughs> seconds yeah they have <laughs> they have automatic uh, capabilities automatic firing yeah is that, is that correct well I mean yeah um, but that's in the states I'm you can't asking, even, or I'm saying in the I'm states like, you can't even really get it like, I I I, th- I think it's, it's illegal I mean yeah 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 mach- like I was about to say uh, you automatic. can but they build in safety to where it can't push that far yeah well like um like certain things like uh, uh, uh heavy like uh, uh automatic weapons like what well, I guess they would say like our machine guns would be like there there's already like a hefty amount of processes to get that kind of shit anyway besides I don't I don't think that it's a um, I don't think it solves anything at the end of the day like it it doesn't do anything right to be like all right well this is now illegal it's like well yeah so it's murder well they're I mean they're <laughs> gonna, gonna, make, gonna get there. <laughs> they're gonna make them they're gonna keep making the weapons for the military right and the military is not always or gonna be in military is not always going to be there's different people that hold office, you know? So, like, if you think about a hundred-year timeline, right, some of that's like the military, well, who they are today is not going to be who they are in 50 years or in 50 more after that, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So, if you... This, and I'm not trying to sound holier than thou by any means, but if you start thinking beyond the clock, right, and you start thinking more in, in godly terms as far as what your impact beyond your experience of life itself, right? So... If you're thinking of institutions of that that are going to outlast every one of us, right? What you don't want to do is you don't want to set it up to where villains can come in and then just dominate everybody and control the planet. Superhero movies have done wonders of instilling this from the time that like I was a little boy of like somebody wants to control the planet is a bad dude. Mm-hmm. So government is going to exist whether I want it to or not. You know, like well, so. there's only one way to control every single person's thoughts, ideas, and actions, and that's to kill every single person. And that's kind of. I think that's changed, though. I yeah, think not quite. I I think I would take the position that nowadays it's actually easier to dominate people because we have um, given our lives to these devices, space pop tart, and yeah, which. 
But like data or data, which whichever you know, data. Look, look, look I don't want to sound. I want to sound racist. Yeah, I don't want to be racist. You know, whichever <laughs> term you like. Data. Data or data. 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 But it's a it's a currency that we as individuals can generate, but we cannot profit from. Right. So we we've created all this all this stuff, and the powers that are in place. Like I know that like TikTok comes under a lot of fire because they're like you know oh it's just a Chinese like con- controlled company that's just gathering data mining and getting your stuff. It's like yeah true and they're true they're going directly to the government with it yeah but I mean Facebook's doing that Meta's doing that you know Twitter was doing that. Every, uh, all of those like major platforms, they've come under some kind of fire because they're they're skimming off the top. Right. Of course they are. It's their fucking platform. Right. So I, I would think that as far as in order to control, it's like, well, if you just start silencing the big voices, right, or getting rid of the big info, that's like even with the um, uh, there's stuff that's happening uh, this past week. I think maybe the week before with uh, the Twitter files. There's like a hearing. But there were like uh, Stanford and Harvard doctors during the pandemic that were putting out tweets of CDC studies that were getting forcibly removed. Shadow banned. Yeah, and taken down as being false information. And like Twitter uh, says that uh, they did it because the uh, FBI pressured them to do it. And the FBI is like, well, Twitter is a private company. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> we, we didn't do anything. So I was like, well, these things... They may not be the exact same thing, but they're definitely in bed together, right? So, like, I, I feel that it's all. Whereas we are able to sort of like discuss ideas of information now in the present tense, I think like kind of the same thing. Like, if I think on a long enough timeline, like 20, 50 years from now, the flow of information is going to be so centralized that people aren't going to be able to think for themselves and if you do they'll just burn you at the stake because like once you get caught in the algorithm they just they send you things that are targeted to you Mm -hmm. and then like of course they're going to pay attention to that data because it's going to make you engage more but at the same time you're not going to get outside of an echo chamber no not at all and you're going to keep hearing the shit that you agree with and that's fine and there's a time for the validation of your own ideas and thoughts yeah confirmation bias that we yeah, it's like you, you chase the validation. You go yeah. you go where the your idea of success is. Yeah, you, you become that guy on the couch watching the old football games at like, you know, 45 years old because he doesn't know where his life has gone. And just, <laughs> <laughs> just you know, I... I yeah. So I, I think that it used, domination used to just be through like warfare of like physical domination, right? And now it's like, you can just get people to just agree something's true by just having just corporate agree, news agree with outlets shit. and corporate social media companies just be like, yeah, this is true. It doesn't matter what your data is. It's just like, no, nah, this is true. And all these folks will agree on it. So it becomes consensus by default. And I, I think that's dangerous. I think that what it is is before finding your purpose meant stepping outside and talking to people and like finding like getting exposed to things and now i feel like we have forgotten how to look for I our purpose i think it's still that i think it's still exactly uh, but i think that we don't like 
my generation and younger, yeah. I think that rather than stepping outside and getting exposed the yeah. way that you're supposed to, it's like, I'm just going to find it online. Yeah. And then it becomes, well, let's find the, the group with the most things that I agree with based on my own exposure and uh-huh. experience. And so we... It's not necessarily that we get dominated. It's that we're looking for something to be indoctrinated into. Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. It's like you try to find your purpose. To fit in, yeah. yeah, you find your your purpose in your group, mm-hmm. and you get lost in it. You find your feedback loop, and you get lost in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Well, then it becomes this thing where it's, you don't want to go against the group, right? Because then. Oh, you can't come to this that's, church anymore. That's how like, you identify that. The minute that you have a conflict, your identity thought. now. So you have all that writing. And then all it is Whatever. is just a, you swing to the next thing that agrees more with the things that you agree with, and mm, it's a it's a deadly cycle. I like how the whole time while we're having this for at least the past ten. 12 minutes now. Gavin has just been poised like some Greek sculpture. <laughs> no, okay, so... Just quietly observing. So, like, when you see that hard lean on an album cover, that album is about to be a fucking banger. <laughs> when they hit the hard lean on you, like the Lionel Richie like, and the Michael he's Jackson. He's a turtle. Oh, yeah, we have an album to play. <laughs> like, in, like, a I, fireplace right next to Oh, you, you, you missed that. We kind of... Oh, just just yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can see from my perspective, especially on my periphery, don't, don't move a muscle. You beautiful creature, yeah. you. Yeah, you look great. You art informed. You statue of a man. You chiseled Adonis. Sexy motherfucker. <laughs> it's so hard. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's gotta it's gotta be like some Christopher Cross like slow jams, for sure. Playback on uh shit like uh they'll do like uh, at um I forget what it is. It's on old gramophones. You can set the speed to be like, instead of like however many RPMs, it'll be like half the speed of that or two thirds the speed of that. <laughs> Did the uh, the Price is Right theme song set? To, I think it's like one ninth the speed, so it's like nine hundred percent slower. Dude, it's. Oh, see, I bet that, that that would groove though if you slowed it down. <laughs> I'm trying to like I'm trying to remember what the theme song is, and all I can come up with in my mind is Giles' theme from Street Fighter. <laughs> Man, Bonkers is a pretty cat. He and I had some very positive black bonding like, just now. Beautiful <laughs> <else> eyes. <laughs> That's what we need. We need unity in the community. <laughs> Bonkers is like at the table because he's like, it's February, y'all. Yep. Dude, we're, we're sharing our history. You and I. We used to be kings. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, I'm crazy. <laughs> I actually find the uh, the We Was Kangs uh, con- uh, conspiracy to be quite interesting. I think it's more valid than people think it is. I, I'm using it as just like my affirmations for the day. We used to be kings. We can't still. Kanks no matter where you go, you go to like Starbucks, like, and uh, and what was your name again? Are you kidding me? I was a king. <laughs> dude, that was like I got I got woosawed. I was a, I was at Target, and this dude he like hopped out of the car and looked at me. He's like, "Hey, young black man, 
And like, <laughs> holy and I'm like, shit! I'm almost out the door, and I stop and look around. I was like, please find another black dude. Fuck, fuck, fuck! And I spin around, and he's yes, God. He's like staring at my ass, and he's like, don't forget where you came from. We can stare into the sun because we was gods. Uh, and then gets in his car and drives off, and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But now, but now I carry myself yeah, differently. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta hold my head a little higher. Yeah, I think about that for a while. All right, thank you, man. We're- well, it's like we, we. I stopped because, like, I, I'm weird, and I, I have to. I have to treat humans as humans, and I can't like ignore people. Like, I hate ignoring homeless people and stuff like that. That shit is so gross to me. And so I turned around and like walked over to him because he was like, "Come here," and I was like, "Okay." We're gonna have this engagement, and he like stuck his hand out for a handshake, and I, I slid in, and he vice gripped the shit out of my hand and did not let go, and then it was like a harsh eye contact. Yeah, there's a little scariness there, I guess. And then like he he like gave me the spirit of the ancestors, and then threw my hand down, just spun around, got in his car, and drove off, and I'm just st- like sitting in the parking lot, still shell shocked. <laughs> It's an awakening experience. <laughs> and I've been different ever since. Yeah. <laughs> he gets his car, he's driving by, he's like, I saved that young brother yeah, from a life of destitution. He's going around, he's going around activating the melanin. What bothers me the most is that I feel like, in my heart, I feel like he forgot that conversation as soon as he got in his fucking car. Because that was like the 30th one he'd had that Yeah, day. I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm walking around Target looking at every other black man looking for some kind of eye of shock of like, a, okay, so we went through the same thing, you and I. We just got spoken to by a higher up. We got to act different, apparently. He's a district manager. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> And now I'm afraid to go to Target. <laughs> this is uh, 800 times, not 900, but 800% slower. I'm so excited. Sounds like dog like new music for dogs. You put on the YouTube channel. A little bit more, a little bit more dissonant. Sounds like the intro to a fucking badass sci-fi movie. Right? Fuck yeah. There's like some discord. I can't play the whole. It's nine sometimes. minutes long, yeah, yeah. but they they take a, a thirty second theme and slow it down to like this nine minute like. Oh man, like you could hear like the tension of each one of the. There's no way that there's not someone doing like hard, like like hot yoga to that. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it's it's yoga, but we're we're doing it at 99, 99 degrees Fahrenheit. That, but just like that, the whole that that touched my spirit in a way. I feel unlocked. I gotta go lift some shit or something. Do y'all ever um, listen to? Um, we may have talked about this before, but uh, listen to songs you know, uh, uh, pitch corrected down from four forty hertz to four thirty two hertz. I've heard about. I've heard about the theory. Did we talk about this? That? I we, were don't talk, we were talking about the hertz last year. I know we talked because we were talking about the uh, the Travis Scott concert and like the subwoofers. Yeah. yeah. Uh I want to try it. I don't. I don't think I have the big brain to like try messing around with it yet. Um, you can do it with. Um, I, I did it with uh, one of my albums before uh, 
releasing it just to see like which one I want to. But you can uh, you can do it one of two ways. Uh, you uh, just bring your your mix into uh, Audacity, the program, and you can um, either do it by speed or pitch. So if it's pitch, everything's going to be at the same tempo, but it's it's going to be a little bit lower. Or you can keep the the same pitch the same and the songs will be a little bit longer and a little bit slower i'm about to cheat man and it's man. just oh like one button it's just basically one click it, 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 it's it, not it, i don't have audacity on this okay. computer it's like you drag and drop and then you uh highlight yeah. whatever the audio file is and yeah then, so and like, it, it'll just redo it all at once yeah so pre whole, pre pretty much you would take in like not the the, this form. it would be a, a stereo waveform so you have two bars right bring it in you would select where you want to set your boundaries at for the bounce and then rather than like um just like export to mp3 or whatnot you can give it a command to be like okay convert this to 432 instead um it may have because uh, it's been a minute since i did it it may have another dialog box that will pop up asking you to do some math but you can just input your numbers into Google and like there's mm -hmm. there I have calculators already set up for it so it's sim simple to do it's really easy to do like a guitar tuner too for your like non digital instruments mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but yeah anything in a DAW you want to do digitally but it's like it's such a small difference you can't even you can't even hear it yeah you just you do one album standard and then you do one album slightly converted mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah well I think I think the the one I've uh, I've got uh, coming up next I'm probably gonna do 432 I don't know if I'm going to do it with speed or with pitch though mm -hmm. I will and I may vary it with different ones like depending on the song right I like the pitch idea <laughs> it, it because I like adding like I like the idea of like you know how like Green Day and Weezer and Metallica, they all like did it down a step. Mm -hmm. They all like just tuned down a step or whatever. I like the idea that that's gonna just create that without having because it changes the like, like resonance frequencies and stuff like uh, that. Yeah, and the relationships between the instruments and mm -hmm. the tones. Every, yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah. Every single. If it was originally four thirty-two, they would have had to change it through pitch anyway. Um, supposedly the change came around the time that Fantasia was released. Like that was the first that was the first major like musical release where it was um, the it, I think it's it was a high A is what they tune to mm -hmm. in symphonies. The high A is four thirty two. Or it was converted it stopped the, the standard stopped being four thirty two and started being four forty. I, I I think there were also um, there was uh, some push from uh, the Nazis at the time as well mm. to get out of a standard four thirty two and get a um, a four forty on a rabbit's hole plunge with that. You know the the rumor is is that they were doing all these types of uh, experiments and freak uh, uh, with frequency and. With you know, I don't, I don't know necessarily about the UFO stuff, but I would imagine that plays in with it. So with you know frequencies, if um, if you're you know occupying these frequencies in the air, then they're going to be competing with other sounds that are trying to occupy that same bandwidth, right? So that's why like you'll scoop highs on like a bass guitar and just leave like a little bit to get some action, you know, in there because you want the other instruments to fill that void, right? So. I would imagine if they change the standard for all right, 
all the music we put out, right? Because they they had figured out magnetic tape, and and that's a big step as far as like engineering music was figuring that out. Um, that if they get everybody off of these frequencies, they can then occupy these frequencies for probably doing military experiments or whatever the fuck they're doing. Damn. I have no data to support that whatsoever. <laughs> but just analytically speaking, I would see that that could be as far as like, well, why would like there be that kind of push at like an uber corporate or uber governmental like level? I'd be like, well, because they would want to use those Probably frequencies yeah. for what, them for themselves. Whatever, yeah. So even as stupid as it sounds, but if it's like if we've got a bunch of car radios blasting out at the same frequency bandwidth, well, we're gonna have to compete with all that chatter that's in the air. Mm. But if you select like a different bandwidth completely, you're like, oh yeah, nobody even tunes. No to one's this on any, even anymore. even on that frequency. Yeah. yeah. I mean, See, I thought this conversation was gonna start was gonna was going somewhere completely different because like there's a there's a whole market of music where you just take songs that people know and you just you slow it down and you add reverb and it's like kind of my favorite genre right now because <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it completely changes what you think you know about those songs and like even rap songs it's really interesting to hear it's mm -hmm. like slowed down and reverb and that was where I thought we were going and I was gonna be like fuck yeah and then he was like. Ah. I mean, you're, you're, you're right though, because like even on <laughs> even on Spotify now, you see like slowed down and sped up versions of songs that have been popular for years. Yeah, it's really interesting to me because like I want to try it with our music, but I, I feel like I'm too close to it for me to see other than like topical differences and stuff like that. Shit, man, I'm I'm already. I I tend to think um a couple projects in, in advance like like you guys do where it's like haven't gotten there yet but that's sort of where bouncing from here you know go off in this direction you know so i'm already thinking like man it'd be really cool like to do like a you know a, a remix album of like you know <laughs> one's own self you know because a lot of artists do that and i know like you guys have like remixed some of uh, your songs as well but like to do like that's like a big project be like i'm going to like Treat this like a new album or a new. I want to do that so. with our old EPs so bad. I just want to go back and just redo the whole things over with because they Slow were they, them all down. Well, not even just that. It's like they were good songs, poorly executed, and so. Like, Man, I hate when that happens. It's like I, 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 I was in my mixing. I was like mixing too tinny because, like, I, I think that there might be something wrong in my ears and high frequencies, and like, so I, I like tuna or like. EQ up way too high on the high end because the for me clarity is all that brightness. Right. But now when I go back and listen and listen to any of it, I'm like, man, this is like fucking screeching nails on a board. I'll I'll get like that with a lot of my old mixes. You coming in? No. Fuck you guys. All right. <laughs> you. You're cool. You're cool. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm out. But I'll um. There'll be ideas where I'm like, I'm like, man, I botched that idea. Like, like it was. Uh, some sometimes it's my own mix. You know, sometimes it's not my mix. But most of the times it's my mix where I'm like, probably probably shouldn't have rushed this idea. Or well, I was like, I said we would we were that was back when we were sending our music off to get doctored up before we would release it, and mm -hmm. I'm like, you probably shouldn't have let let me do it at home because <laughs> I'm gonna send you whatever like weird Frankenstein files I put together and it's gonna sound how it's gonna sound when you get it and 
I give everyone who's helped us along the way a lot of credit because they did work with kind of some shit and try to turn it into gold. Because, oh, buddy. Those songs were... I love a lot of those old songs. Like, our very, very first song, uh, Used To, I, that song still, it does something to me. But I fucking hate listening to it because it sounds so fucking bad. <laughs> oh, and so I got down the road. I really want to don't want to go back and retouch all that stuff just because people have been listening that whole t- this whole time. Like, hey, here's something. Here's something for you guys for y'all at the beginning at the genesis of it. Right, right. You do a Taylor's version. Uh, nothing against her she's an artist cool continue to be successful I'm gonna continue to be a a positive person you're you're not Swifty I hear so much Gavin are you a Swifty in this house we respect it (laughs) yeah I must say I'm not I'm not gonna I didn't realize I was gonna have non-Swifty sitting at the table yeah I uh I can't I can't beat up on her because like our, our manager is the biggest Swifty that I know by and large, buys every version of the LPs, and I'm uh, I love his I love our working relationship, and I don't want to sour that. I am um, shitting on everything he loves. She doesn't uh, she doesn't sway me one way or the other with her music. I think she has good songs. And I think other songs just like that's a song. She's a hell of a songwriter. It's just not my cup of tea. Well, right. for me, it feel like I, I, I this is where my elitism shows its its colors. Is that like I feel like she doesn't have perspective to talk about some of the things that she talks about. But I don't know her experience like that, and I don't really want to. I mean, I, 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 mm, that sounded bad. <laughs> so like the a lot of the bands that I grew up listening to were like super DIY like punk bands, and some of the bands what you, you could see like when they got big or like when they got a little bit of money. They would go back and they would take their demos that were like recorded on four track, you know, tapes, you know, and then like re-record them in a studio and like give you the high quality version. And you're like, oh man, this, you know, it's the same song, but it's like with that, with that clarity of sound, you know, and the fullness and the the, the expertise and the de- the item for detail. Mm-hmm. And so it's, that's how I feel when I look at our old music. It's like I clearly didn't have the eye then, mm-hmm. but like now I'm starting to pay attention to more. And that's the this it's been product of exposure because like now, now I have been around like really good musicians. I have been around engineers who know what they're doing and are prepared to like kind of shell out some wisdom here and there because like uh the dude who's producing our record, like every single time we go in and, and work, he he's like sprinkling a little more game on me and he's someone I can ask any kind of question and he's like, Well, here's how I do it, here's how the industry tends to do it. Here's how here's my work around. Like he gives me he gives me the tool. He gave me way more than the tools because like I bought I bought my now workstation from him, and he was like, by the way, I left a fuck ton of things that you probably couldn't have afforded on there. Hell yeah. And he's Hell like, yeah. Yeah, like he gave me like a full suite of plugins and stuff. And he's like, all of that shit is industry grade. You're gonna have to like swim through it in order to figure it out. And Dude, so, that, sh- that shit gets expensive fucking quick, man. And I yeah, like and I I'm I'm not one to do. I'm not gonna spend money I don't have to. And so, with all of the tools that he's given me, plus just fucking around with the things that I already had, it, it I've learned a lot and progressed a lot, and I've, I'm waiting for that next jump of, mm-hmm. like, knowledge and expertise, but it, I know that it, some of it just comes with, like, drilling and practice. It's probably just right there. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, just sometimes waiting on, I, did, I defeat waiting on you right there. You know, I, sometimes whatever. I defeat myself because I'm like, well, I can't get it to do this, that, and the third. But it's like I can. I just need to be more patient. Yeah, it's right around the corner or something. You just need the right man to shake your hand in the target. And yeah, and fuck my shit up again. <laughs> <laughs> I had um, 
I'll, I'll, I'll still watch them, even just like YouTubers, to get like their um, like take on like as far as like mixing and stuff. Because like, good God, some of the songs I have, there'll be like 50 tracks of like garbage trying to compete with it. Like, and I'm just like, all right, how do I make all this audible so it's it's not garbage, and so when things should get louder or perceived louder, like how can I help it? So and like some some of the cool stuff I've learned is really a. Uh, uh, comes down to panning a lot of times. So if you can like take like, automate your panning to be like, okay, you don't have to make anything louder, but if say like when this part changes, right, and the instruments, you still got all the same instruments, they're just doing something different now. Well, make it to where, okay, things that are kind of like out here, like, you know, 40 like percent or so like that, push them, push them out a little bit further to like 50, right? And then if things get louder, like especially if you got overdubs on a, the next part, push them out again, and it like whoop, it'll it frees up like all all this room that like you you wouldn't understand. It it wouldn't make sense at least not to me because I'll look at everything from like frequencies or stuff where I'll be like, well, it's not you know I'm not getting that muddy sound where it's like competing with other stuff or like I'm over compressing something. But if I start like I want to punch, so like I'll start like kicking stuff out or in at certain parts to make it sound like the you know things are smaller or larger than what they actually are. That's what I mean. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm learning about frequencies and EQing and stuff right now because like I, I was really bad about just layering and layering and layering and then letting them compete and not really giving a fuck about who's right. in what space. And then I'm learning about like my like spatial differentiation and panning and stuff like that i don't really fuck with automation too much but it's also because like if i'm working at the house it's just demoing and so i try to not think too far ahead because i know someone else is gonna have to put their hands on it anyway not that there's anything wrong with it but it depends on how you're bouncing it as well like if you're um if you've got something that is um you're bouncing to stereo tracks then if you go ahead and automate the panning on it then you're you're gonna be stuck with with that stereo track you know so what you you can do is you can uh sometimes i'll make duplicate tracks or something and just mute one so i'll be like okay i don't know if this idea will work because i'm not ready to test it out i gotta add more layers to it so in case it doesn't i've still got my original work with all my settings and no pan shifts or you know, experimental Mars Volta-esque movements, <laughs> like, going on in the middle of a record, like, but it, um, the, the frequency stuff with, like, EQing, it's kind of an art, because it's, it's always about, like, whatever you're working with, and just make it not sound like garbage, you know, so if you, uh, there's, there's certain things, like, around, like, like, a one point, like, one to, like, two point five K, is like kind of like a whistle sound for like guitars and the human voice and whatnot. So depending on the instrument, if you look in there, you uh, you can make a, a narrow bandwidth and you can bring the gain really up. Be mindful of your ears, you know. But you can find where that whistly sound is at, or like a white noise sound on your guitar where you're like that just sounds like static. Yeah. So find where it's really bad and then bring that guy down. And then. If it's uh, competing with, say, like uh, the bass and the the guitars, if the guitars are doing like uh, something like with more body to it, like in lower notes, well, you it's, you don't want it competing with the bass around like a hundred or lower, right? That's that's all the bass, so you can cut like all that like out, not completely, because you want some to still be there, but 
around the bass, you kind of want to do the same to let the guitar breathe. So like your mids on your bass, you scoop like that out around like 300 all the way up to like 700 or so. And those guitars will fill in the body of, of that. So it's, it's really fascinating, like when you start going in there and start messing around. Um, I've done a couple of records blind without a real-time analyzer. I highly recommend using a real-time analyzer to see where the waveform is at. Because um, it will save you oodles of time. Because you'd be like, "Oh shit, I can't." That's dog whistle sounds. I can't hear that, but it's like, like <laughs> really, really high. You can just scoop it out. So you, you might have just helped me with some shit I was working on last night. Because I started a, a random idea. I just had an itch that I needed to write something, and so I got like two thirds of the way through the song, and then I was like, "Eh, fuck it," and kept going. Yeah. And then I I sent it to him, and because I, I send it, I try to send everything to him because. I know that I like it because I wrote it, but I need outside opinions and differentiation. Otherwise, it's going to be kind of useless masturbation. Right. But because mm, I I have a hard time mixing my own vocals a lot of times and like EQing my own vocals because I don't think I understand the qualities of my voice mm-hmm. yet. And then when I start layering that on top of like bass, guitar, synth, drums, and all that stuff, it, sometimes it does come out kind of muddy, but there are clear moments. And I'm learning how to like expand those clear moments. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's tricky, you know, but it's, um, if you put on a, um, uh, a um, high pass filter, right? So a high pass filter will say anything, I'm only going to allow sound to come through what's above me. So anything that's below me, it's, it's gone. So if you take something like a, um, I'm, I'm gonna be wording it poorly, but if you take something that you still want some bass in, like a, an electric guitar or a, a full acoustic guitar, like strumming kind of stuff, you, you don't wanna bring a high pass filter up too far because what will happen is if you cut off everything, well, that sound is still happening. So it's like kind of squeezing all these frequencies and it's gonna get um, harder to control, right? Mm-hmm. But what you can do, you can set it for something that we can't hear, like so set it at like 20 hertz, or 25 hertz for a guitar, and then you can bring in a shelf EQ, right? The rectangular looking guy and get it down like somewhere between, I'd say like a quarter to like two thirds of the way down and like just drag it out and scoop it. So all those super low ends, they're not gonna be making it to the subwoofer other than the subtle sounds that they produce, right? Which that's fine because the bass is gonna be overpowering it anyway. But it's also not gonna be squeezed in and constrained to where it's gonna sound like old timey radio where it's cut off. Damn. He just unlocked something for me. Yeah, so if you set the the pass filters at like, just kind of like a safety net, and then you bring in shelves to sort of get them bigger low chunks in mass, and then you can go in with smaller individual EQs and get out any uh, nuanced uh, bad sounds. You just became my next dude at Target. Fuck (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. Oh, okay. Need to... Head out, guys. Gotta go, sorry, gotta go to your Super Bowl party. Yeah. Game. Sorry to, sorry to just find out who everybody's rooting for and root for the other team. 
Yeah. But just keep it interesting. But they're all different. But everybody's trying to out. Yeah, change. pick a team that already... pick a team that had no chance. Yeah, and just be like, I'm telling you guys, if the Lions would have, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah, Detroit. Just done. They, they can't even they play. Done. <laughs> I'm gonna say Detroit then. <laughs> all right, homies, this was fun. Thanks, thanks for coming yeah, again, man. Joe. Absolutely. <laughs> Contribute, contributing your. So your surly old man wisdom. Yeah. As I, as old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta throw that in. Love you, buddy. Be safe. Yo, Later. Yeah. We'll have to put out Joe's torch now. Yeah, I love your place. <laughs> I love the vibe here. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down to do some music recording up in this place. <laughs> my favorite thing about Joe is that his, no matter how. It, how long it takes him to develop his thoughts and bitches are still happening. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's actually up. still talking. <laughs> I love this place. Dope as hell in there. <laughs> thanks, Coulter. Thanks. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, like having brothers like that, that just it does something for me. It gives me it gives me a lot. I love my family around me right now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I started uh, started uh, tinkering with uh, frequencies. Com- compression's a little it's a little harder, and the uh, I find it's trickier because then you're if you, especially with like vocals, you're adding something else in the chain where it's like, okay, I want these to be at, like the top of the mix, but I don't want it to be like the only thing in the mix because I'll bounce demos where people will be like, oh, what you working on? Like, oh, this is what I'm working on. I think. Sound really good, and I'll listen to it on like phone, the crappy speakers. I'll be like, "Oh God, I sent that to somebody." Oh God. <laughs> the ultimate thing for me is the car test. If I'm like, yeah. oh, if yeah. I'm super hyped, and then I go to play it, and like it, it shows all of my fucking holes, mm-hmm. all of the all of the, the the kinks in my armor, and I'm like, no, I didn't learn a fucking thing. It still sounds like. <laughs> I've done most of this uh, most recent one on uh, television speakers. For the at least the early half of like all the way through tracking and like first like third or so of, uh, mixing, and then I move to headphones and then move to the uh, actual computer uh, monitors and then did the car test and it was <clears throat> it, and you know it's not a good thing you know it's like bombing on stage when you do the car test because it's like oh god. This was, I thought, sounded the best one. <laughs> oh, God, it's so bad. I do all of my work in cans, which isn't great. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the headphones that I use, they're kind of hyped because they're not, it's not for that purpose. I, I use a gaming headset because there is, like, such a huge, like, range of sound. Right. But there is, like, a little help, a little push in the low and the high end. And so it's, like, trying to fight that. Are they wireless? Mm-mm. The, um... Wireless headphones, most of them, anyways. Um, from what I was reading, because the first time I would listen to mixes on that, they would just be compressed, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, this sounds horrible!" Like it's it's not even coming through the headphones. And then I would listen to other songs, like famous songs. I'm like, "Oh, they all kind of sound like." And that like I'm, this. I'm, I gotta force myself to start listening to music through those headphones more, because I did for a long time, but I didn't at all. It's 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 kind of like the like a car test, but not as 
I don't think it's as revealing as like a car test is, you know. Yeah, the, dude, that car test will fucking humble you. <laughs> I, I always, whenever he and I ride around together, he'll start playing stuff that I that I'd sent him, and who? <laughs> my usually, I'm, I'm usually my mixes are bass light versus bass heavy when I bring them into like the car initially, which I mean is. I would rather have that because then I can just like, okay, I just need to lessen the work I've done and bring stuff up. And especially if it's, um, if I get like the, like sometimes a bass will sound like kind of like boxy, like, like too much like attack or high end on it. I'll, I'll take, um, I forget what it is, but it's a type of, you can use it for like mastering or like, so it's not really supposed to be designed to be used for like a bass guitar, but it's um, it's you know rectangular EQ and you can, you get your bands for high, mid and low to start. So I just take everything from like around like 400 Hertz and then I widen it and make it really sharp. And I take like half of that out of the bass and it gets rid of that boxy sound like completely. Yeah, I, I, I struggle with bass tones, but it's because it's that, like that's that's not where my, my head is at or mm. focused on. And so uh, when I send him demos or whatever, and then I, as I'm waiting for him to give me his response, I go back and listen to it. And I'm like, fuck, I, why? What? <laughs> why did I even send that to him? That clearly wasn't done. What am I doing? And uh, I'm like, naturally, I'm a bass head, though. Like, I love low end in mm -hmm. music but I have to learn how to like cut some of that shit out because like uh, writing I try to write for him first in like his technique and because of that you can tell a lot of the times that like the the first mix is very drum oriented right and like the kick drum will fucking bury everything <laughs> all of it and it'll like punch through the mixes real bad like so uh what I do in my spare time is I, I scroll through TikTok until I find lives of people playing other people's music and reviewing it and like sharing it with people. And I'll send uh, like demos and like work in progresses and stuff to see what people think. And as they're playing it, I'm like, <laughs> what did I do? What did I do? What the fuck is happening? And then they're like, oh, it's a good, it's a well-written song. Don't, you're not done. <laughs> It makes you feel like, but it's always, it's, it's like gas to learn the next thing. And a lot of times that feedback and like the anonymity to it doesn't hurt my ego as much. Right. That's cool that you get like a little ego check to make sure you're not like blowing yourself up too much. I try really hard yeah. to like, it's, it's going to sound crazy. I try really hard to stay humble because I know that I'm not the best that I could be. And I know I'm not the best around, but I know that I'm good at what I do. Mm-hmm. And so I just got to focus on being better at what I do every time. Sounds like you got a good balance there. Like, you know, you know, you're, you know what you got, you know what I mean? But you're not going to let it. Yeah. Like I try not to, you. <laughs> you know, I try not to ignore the fact that I, I have, I've, I've been gifted in a lot of ways, but I also have to acknowledge that the gifts don't mean shit without hard work. Right. There's so many people who have so much talent and try, you try to give them a compliment. Ah, Whatever. I already fucking I hate it. That. I fucking no, no. I mean the opposite. Oh yeah, yeah the self-deprecating. Yeah, where you're like, man, I, I really like this song. Man, I just, I, I hate it, man. Every time I hear it, I just, uh, it's I hard or it's difficult because <clears throat> I have like people who are music fans, and then I have like music heads. Mm -hmm. The music, the music fans 
a lot of them they they just like what we like what it sounds like they like they can hear my idea or whatever the actual music heads it's like they actually pick it apart and the not that there isn't any value to music fans and their feedback and their criticism but it's like i i kind of take the music heads a little more like they're they're the things that they say a little more serious because i can't just think about I have to think about like the wide spectrum of people who listen to music of everything from the casual listener to the audiophile. Mm. And mm, I, I don't want, I try not, I, I don't want to be so self-deprecating that it just looks like a, like, why is he even trying like to be false humility? Yeah. Yeah. If he hates it so much, but it's like, no, I, I love it. And I, lo- and I'm, mm. there's not, I don't think that there's a single thing that I've made that I'm just like not proud of, mm. but I know that I'm still, in the steps of my journey. Hell yeah. I have to acknowledge, I have to acknowledge the, the blessings and the shortcomings. Otherwise I'm, I'm, I'm destined to be everything that makes me uncomfortable. It just sounds like good life advice in general. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this music. Otherwise you become the, the, guy, like, the guy wearing a kinti outside of Target. Yeah. I'm working. Excuse me, sir. Sir. <laughs> hey black man please not me please not me <laughs> trying to like apply that to my own life where somebody's like hey white boy I'm like oh shit what well, I, I, what I, I, de- I definitely ignore anybody that calls me white boy when I'm out walking around I don't know it was, it was something about that where I was like I knew that I was picked I just really didn't want to be <laughs> maybe he was calling me out because I was at Target but he was at Target too <laughs> They had just kicked him out of Dark. Like, Sir, you can't do that here. I'm here to find the lost sheep. <laughs> I'm the shepherd of me. <laughs> I'm in my I'm in my old man shamanic era right now where I'm trying to be introspective and smart and say true things and be wise and and acknowledge my location without that acknowledgement becoming identification. You don't wanna the guys who always advertise like uh, the, themselves as like a like a self help guru kind of personality is like I unlocked the secret I figured it out. <laughs> Everyone should be as me and do as I do. No, I ain't really unlocked shit. I'm just trying. <laughs> I'm looking for keys as we speak. Well, I think I think it's I think it's good. I'm I'm excited for the uh, for the new album. Of uh, any uh, any details as far as uh, when uh, it could possibly be released or a, a title or anything. It like lands that. sometime in the fall, and it's called Great Chaos because like it, when it fir- when the project first started, I was trying to be like, no, this is like talking about the world and society. Look at all this great chaos. But now my perspective on it has changed, even as we've been working on it, and it's like, well, there's a great chaos inside of us. And like all we can like the only way, the only way through it is through it. I like the title track y'all previewed that for me uh, last time we did an episode, and I was like, I was like, y'all should fucking put this out, man. <laughs> we, we were we were on our way, and now I'm like now I'm really really excited because I feel like a lot of people haven't heard me speak maturely, and like not that any of my there's previews. no dick songs on this album. Not this one, but the next one's gonna kill. There's a song I wrote a song not too long ago, and the whole premise of the song is that someone brought a gun to a house party, and like <laughs> the end of the song, it's more it's like in my head at the end of the song, 
they start shooting at this gun party or this uh, house party. Gun party. Runs out. Gun, gun party. Gun party. <laughs> it's it, like I, I'm trying to I'm trying to be a little more whimsical while still being wise because mm-hmm. I haven't learned how to do it. And like all of the songs previously were like immature maturity. It's like I'm gonna talk about these deep concepts and I'm gonna make you think. <laughs> what the fuck am I gonna make you think about? <laughs> so I'll go back and like hear like some of my old songs and be like I had no idea what the fuck I was talking about mm-hmm. like oh, at R. all <laughs> and then uh, you know I think that you know to your credit that there's only so much you can unpack basic human emotions before you're kind of like alright I want to talk about some stuff that's maybe like a little more interesting or get a little more substance or even a little more niche you know like yeah like I hate talking to about a gun party <laughs> I don't even know. Okay, so. <laughs> so is the song called Gun Party? <laughs> okay, so. It is now. <laughs> it should be, but. Okay, so I tried to do some. I tried to do some, like, deep, almost rapper shit where it's like you. You take someone else's idea and kind of, like, turn it around. And so. The, the genesis of this song was a Nelly song. It's hot in her. Elliot. <laughs> and then, uh, but then this, like, in the song, I got my facts incorrect because it's like, uh, I say it's like, uh, sounds like Nelly in 2003. Hot and Hair did not come out in 2003. It came out in 2002, and then he won an award for it in 2003. But one of his big songs in 2003 was called Dilemma, and so the name of the song is Dilemma. And I don't know why I'm playing off of Nelly so much. <laughs> Shit, I mean, have you heard Country Grammar? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hit. <laughs> that shit slapped, man. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to to like think a little more clever instead of a little deeper. Mm. And so I I'm like trying that. To, I'm trying to rework things and be a little more witty because I, I mean I'm I'm not dumb, but I'm not sharp, but I'm not dumb. I mean, you you follow Catatonic Youths on a uh, mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> you ever you ever follow them before? So they'll it, it's nothing but cringe music and music videos they don't say who the artist is they, they just post their whole music video <laughs> it's, it's good stuff but you'll you'll see folks on there like they're just like oh yeah it's so deep it's like yeah is it worth it though i mean <laughs> at what cost there's there's one guy that was on there he had to have been like 10 years older than me so like approaching like 50 and he's got the hot girl and he's got on the the death metal black and white makeup on and but it's like a piano song it's like I'm on the road to sadness <laughs> that's what I need I need to find my like my I need to write my big complaining song my big somber goth song be, be hard to top that I mean <laughs> I pictured the guy the guy with the crow the crow wings oh, I know exactly oh, who the fuck yeah. you're talking about you know, the picnic see, table yes again Helena in the park <laughs> God, deal with God. What's the worst thing I can say? It's got like two thousand dollars worth of gear on and like an itty bitty ukulele. He's <laughs> like standing on a park bench or a park table somewhere, just and like I, I love that he captured like all of the quintessential parts of old emo, but then he just does it so, including starting a beef with Ronnie Radke. That don't really? Take, that don't take much. Yeah. No offense to Ronnie. Oh. Is that wait, falling in reverse? Yeah. yeah. Escape the fate fun. originally. 
We also had beef of who is it? Sebastian Bach, Skid Row guy. Really? Uh, I'm not a Skid Row fan, but you know, like uh, Fog in Reverse, their laptops got stolen or misplaced or something, and they had to cancel a show, which is it's kind of a cop out. But I, I get that a lot of their music is driven electronically as as well. So, but I, I think maybe how they handled it could have probably been. I mean. Talking about band with that kind of a budget, they probably could have put in an emergency call. Be like, "Hey, can you get somebody to go send us this backup laptop and get here? Send some emails to yeah, you know, or keep run, a thumb drive. Run by cir- run by Circuit City, <laughs> <laughs> something. And it, it's you know they were like one of the bigger uh, uh, bands at this festival, and so you know the the internet you know gets their panties in a wad and like starts crying about it. And then Sebastian Bach like, Nick Maddy, rock and roll, we didn't need a laptop. Wow! Skibbity bop-a-doop. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, man, like, why are you beefing with this dude? Like, this is two generations away from two plus two generations away from <laughs> Skid Row. Like Grunge killed Skid Row. Slipknot killed Grunge. <laughs> MySpace <laughs> killed everything that wasn't Slipknot. That's how my mind goes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the degrees of separation are crazy to want to beef with essentially a child to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's that's it's literally the old man getting off, like get off my lawn shit. Yeah, and like especially like Falling Reverse is not my favorite band by any stretch, but I like their music. Shit sounds good. The rec- and you can definitely understand their argument of like. Yeah, if you want us to perform these songs, we need electronic uh, equipment to do it, including our laptops. But I'm trying to think, like, there's somebody else Ronnie Radke had had beef with. But I think he's more. Uh, he like, himself has had beef with plenty of people. Yeah, I I, I couldn't forgive him after he uh, got Icy Stars kicked off of the All Stars tour. Me for person. what? Because they were smoking weed and he was on the road to recovery and couldn't be around drugs or whatever. And so he was like, fuck them, Jesus. get them out of here. And it's like, first of all, it's weed. Right. Cry harder. Second of all, <laughs> the, I, I pine for the days where like music scenes had so much unity in them. Mm-hmm. And like watching like old punk stuff and like old like rock and grunge stuff where like, or like this old Seattle scene where like everyone was helping everyone. Yeah. And then now it's like everyone is so inward and selfish. Yeah. And then it just clout chasing. And it's so yeah, gross. Everybody to me. just wants clout for themselves. It's like, bro, man. Okay, it, it's like a concept of like getting into heaven, right? So it's like, bro, if you're in heaven, wouldn't you want wouldn't you want your boys to come share with you? Well, it's like you once know? you're winning, what do you have what do you have to lose by letting someone else win? Because like if you've are if you are winning slash already won, what is the detriment of someone else being successful? Because no one is going to be you. I think a lot of times it's people going, well, that should be me. Like with envy, be like, I should have that. Why don't I have that? People should people should love me. It's like should they? Yeah, should they? it's like yeah, like once once it becomes so like individual centered, it. Mm, I feel like a lot of art loses its way in that. Yeah, and no matter how impressive or not impressive it may be, it's like, well, yeah, but like all you fucking care about is yourself, you know? I There's one band I uh, went into Philly and saw when I lived in Jersey. Um, they were called The Entrance, sometimes The Entrance Band, they were called. 
Um, they're, uh, they were a three-piece. The bass player for them, she was a uh, bass player for A Perfect Circle and a, a, a Billy Corgan uh, project called Zwan. Um, hmm. And uh, her name's uh, Paz LeChanton. And so, like, big, big influence on me. So, like, I want to go see her and the other two dudes. Like, it, they were a good band. And the... Um, we're walking in and we get there early. There's not there. There's less than a hundred people there to see them. I, I forget. I think Cold Cave may have been headlining, and I I don't know who they were. Um, so I went there to see them. And on the way on the way in, the I bump into the drummer and I'm like I'm like, oh like I'm sorry, excuse me. And he like takes his press badge and like holds it out like this like like like. Like you see this? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm not. I'm not stopping you. I was saying apologies for like bumping into you. So I was like, I was like, okay. Well, maybe he was misunderstood. So after the show, I go um, outside, and they're they're out there, you know. And, and like I said, there was there was like maybe 25 people. It was like a local show for like us, the many people that were there. It was not many, and. I want to go and like talk to the singer and guitarist and like meet him. I'm like, and he just he's talking with some girl and he's like doing these like Russell Brand moves, you know, like like <laughs> yeah, look me showboating. And he's uh, I go up and I'm like, hey man, like really enjoyed you know your set, like you know came from across the river coming here to watch you. He's like, oh oh thank you thank you, yeah I really appreciate it. And he turns and he goes back starts talking to the girl. And I'm standing there because I wanted to say something, and he turns back to me, like two seconds later, and he's like, "Thank you, thank you." I'm like, "Are you?" F-? I'm like, "Fuck you, man." I don't think I, I can ever be the person for such a rock star personality. Like, it's like, bro, what are you worried? My fat ass is gonna steal your pussy for the <laughs> night or something? I literally was coming up to say, like, "Hey, came to see you specifically." Really enjoyed your show. Really enjoyed your music. So he was a complete and total like, like narcissist like to me. So I, I turn around and my uh, roommate's time, Alec, is talking with Paz, and I'm like, oh my god, that's the lady I came here to see. She was sweet as could be and like nice and like so there and talked with us. And that guy, I turned and saw him out my periphery, the singer, and at some point, the girl had, like, walked away, so now it's just him and the drummer just standing there awkwardly. And nobody wants to talk to him. Nobody wants to hang out with him. And I stopped listening to their band altogether, because I was like, dude, fuck you. Like, you had a fan come up, and rather than talk to them, you treat me like I was a child. Like, thank you. Thank you. Shoot. Go on now. Go back Shoot. to your Legos. <laughs> fuck off. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were the shit with all 20 people here to see you. My posse was 20% of the 20 people. <laughs> Fucking people, man. <laughs> yeah, those kind of experiences kill me. That's why, of, of the shows that we've played, I always, anyone that walks up is about to get a full conversation. <laughs> I will listen to anything. I will talk about anything. You can ask any question. Because like we had a show in Jacksonville and it was a whole, there was a whole group of kids. And like, I didn't even know that our market was down there like that. There was a whole group of kids. They were like, you got, they were treating us like we were the biggest band alive. And I didn't know how to feel. Cause I was like, like what? 
us specifically we were like in the middle of the set we were not the we were not the openers but we were not the headliners we were just the first band to play because it was rappers and then us and then metal bands and all of these kids they like rush us and they try to get pictures and get us to sign the flyer and all that's that so cool yeah and like I, i'm i'm starstruck because I, I don't know what the fuck is going on i'm just like i did my thing i got it. <laughs> so we shot a music video the day before or the night before that and like it was we were rolling around on the beach and shit and so our entire set like i'm having sand fly out of my hair and coat the whole fucking stage and so i'm standing on a small like mound of sand by the end of the set and that's all that i'm worried about i'm like dude i made this place so fucking gross <laughs> And these kids are like, oh my god, it's you guys. Like, they DM'd us on Instagram and all this, and they were like, thank you so much. And they sent us the pictures that we or that we took with them and all that. And I was like, that is enough reason to not be a dickhead. Yeah. That's completely and utterly enough reason the, to not show ass. The, the last time I had, like, a moment where somebody after a show made me, like, uncomfortable, I was still, like, polite to them. Like, they, uh, they were just... This dude, kind of like, uh, kind of like my height, even kind of like my like same complexion, and everything, but like really, really skinny, and comes up and uh, he's just sort of like staring at me and like like mouth open, and I'm like, hey, dude, like he's like he's like, man, I really I really like you know, your music, whatnot. I'm like, oh, dude, thanks thanks for coming. Like you can find my music. Like here's like, oh, I know. <laughs> like, okay. Like, well, well, cool, man. And he just keeps standing there and staring there. So, like, it it was like probably like a minute or so, and I'm like, I don't have anything to say to this guy. I gotta find an exit because I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting stranger danger like feelings, and I don't wanna, I don't wanna be rude, but I don't wanna stand here and just. Make small talk with a, a dude who's like in awe of me. Fucking gross, weird. <laughs> Set your standards higher, bro. Yeah, like I don't, I, I don't think I have the social skills yet to accept that level of attention, and so it makes me like kind of stiffen up. Mm -hmm. But I'm still prepared to talk to you. But now I'm like, be very careful with the things that you say. Yeah, yeah, and I, <laughs> and I don't like that because I, I'm used to having the freedom to be able to talk to people like, like, hey, have you ever looked into the Earth being a, a a, a holy cosmic egg and we're inside of it <laughs> and not outside of it wait where are you going <laughs> wait please <laughs> I need to get this idea off on somebody please <laughs> I was with a, a, a buddy of mine that uh, I think that was the show you're talking about 1904 mm -hmm. yeah my, my, uh, my buddy uh, he runs 1904 he's a, oh, he's a production manager there hell yeah uh, but uh, I was with him Afterwards, and uh, we were uh, we were with um, uh, a musician that he he knew. You know, I, I don't know anybody down there, but we went and uh, we we're hanging out with him at uh, his. Uh, he's making a studio, and he had just sort of gotten the space, and he was just sort of showing us like, oh, I'm I'm gonna turn this room into this room, and whatnot. And uh, we uh, we uh, go outside, and I start talking about you know cellular cosmology and like <laughs> Earth being a, a sacred holy egg that we're in, and. I can see he's this this guy, this musician. He's I don't want to say his name, but he's a uh, somewhat uncomfortable with the whole thing. <laughs> but his company is not. His company is just like 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 that's so cool. I'm like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it gets deeper. <laughs> 
I'm like, we've already, if we use this structure, we've already mapped out the cosmos to be a sphere as, as is, and there's actually no more sky. We figured it out, and what we're looking at is not further in, out into space, but further inward to Earth. And this guy's like, oh, all right, like, hey, hey guys, why don't, we, why don't we go back upstairs and, you know, do that. I'm like, oh, okay. Am I allowed to come back up with y'all? <laughs> no, man, hang out down here. We'll come get you. <laughs> One guy's like, wait, no. I must hear, I must hear the rest. I got to hear this. Please tell me. <laughs> He, he, he let us up, but it, it, it definitely created tension in the room, and we, we, we left like 20 minutes later. Like, no, this, this guy's not happy. We're, uh, we're here. There was a guitar, and we were sort of passing it around and just, you know, just playing, and it gets to me, and I start playing a little bit, and he's like, oh, let me see that. And then he, like, cranks up the game, just starts, like, soloing. Like the whole time, and then takes the guitar and puts it behind him. <laughs> for me. Oh, I'm gonna flex on you real quick. Now get the fuck out. <laughs> so I, I tell my, my boy, I was like, he's like, oh, so what you trying to do? I'm like, well, it kind of seems like that our presence has little to no effect of what's going on here. So we can we can go ahead and bounce. I can get the fuck out. <laughs> I was like, I was like, really, bro? I took a guitar away? I wasn't even doing anything fancy. Like, <laughs> that's I why I, I can't be the guy at the party playing guitar because I know that the minute someone takes it from me, I'm about to get flexed on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a guitarist by nature, so oh, I will be, but not. I, I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, you guys, turn off the music. I'm going to play guitar for you. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be the guy that's like in the corner, be like, no, you all play whatever music you want. I'm going to ignore all of you and just sit here and play the guitar along to whatever trap music is playing. <laughs> <laughs> There was a, it was like a, it was a week or two ago, uh, me and a friend of mine, we went to the bar and we we're like sitting outside smoking cigarettes. Well, I don't smoke anymore, but like sitting outside, like sh shooting the shit. And then this like group of like quasi adults gather up in a corner. And so what song was it? It was a Quim and I by uh, Outkast is playing over the speakers and this kid is like ripping into his guitar playing Hotel California. And I'm like, the juxtaposition is crazy. What the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> yeah, that shit is cringy to me. I've, I've been uh, at someone's house before and like gone and gotten like my guitar out of the car. And then they're like, oh, oh. And they like turn the music down. Like, oh, are you going to play for us? I'm like... No, I'm gonna play for me. <laughs> Y'all better turn that music back up and ignore me. Like I was, I was planning on y'all doing before you saw me pulling out an instrument. I, I like I, I like attention when I want attention. You know what I mean? And when I don't want attention, leave me the fuck alone, dude. Like just let me be. I, I'll be a fly on the wall. I'm just gonna play Spanish sounding scales <laughs> over top of this song. It's like, you know, and like, I'll, I'll enjoy it. I, I love just sort of like sitting down with a guitar and figuring out like, like what key a song is in or like what I can play along with it to complement it. Like, I, I love that. But I, oh God, man, I don't even like seeing like just a dude with a guitar like singing, performing, because it's like, bro, this is. I mean, sure, it's pretty songs, but this is kind of boring, don't you think? Like, I mean, I could, I can listen to this on your CD, right? <laughs> of just like, hear you? Oh yeah, I got a new, I got a new album of me singing acoustic folk songs. It's like that, that's great, man. That's great. Just to be honest, I'll probably be bored. Like, 
just the way it goes. It does it does not flutter me. You have to be pretty gnarly as like to do like traditional acoustic music for me to be like, God damn, I'm gonna watch this fella. Who, who's the guy? Um, Sean Hopper. See a guy who used to oh, yeah. play around mm-hmm. here, and like seeing him play the guitar, it's just like. Dude, I don't give a fuck what music he's playing. I'll watch that dude just fucking tap and shred all over acoustic guitars. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's so fucking cool. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, unless you just like, like you have to be super talented to um, just play an acoustic guitar and expect to be anything but background music. Yeah, you know? it, it takes a lot to captivate the room with just you and this one other thing. I, I've noticed that. Like, I. I I'm not going to say that like a lot of the acoustic artists around here don't get the respect that they deserve, but it's like it takes a lot. Yeah. To do like on your lonesome, I couldn't do it personally. I no. haven't figured that part of my life. No, there's there, and like you know, I'm sure com- comedians or folks who've done stand up comedy can empathize. But when you hear how quiet the room is and how indifferent a room is to whatever you're doing on stage, like. It is not a good feeling, like at all. It's just like, fuck, man. What have my life choices been? <laughs> what have I been doing with myself? Like, I, there's been shows I've done before where I'll even like talk to the audience, like say hello, and they'll just look at me. Yep. Like, okay. <laughs> it's, so. it's like standing with other people in the bathroom. Like all of you. Are just yeah, like, and they're just watching your dick and you pee the whole time, just. Not quite judging, but not quite apathetic. No, no, just just stoic and silent. Just like, well, go ahead. We're here to watch you piss. <laughs> you came to do your thing. Do it. <laughs> yeah, when I when we are on stage, I, I address the audience, but I don't. I, I I try to imagine it like we're just doing band practice, mm-hmm. and then there's just a few more extra people in the living room. And, but I also like I'm, I'm learning how to not turn my back and like not to close my eyes too much because like I. It's weird. I don't. I know that I can't see your eyes or your rejection or whatever to right. the idea, but if I overthink it, I get I lock up. Yeah. And so like now, and then now I'm trying to find the balance of don't jump around like you're at the house and bounce around and almost fall off the fucking stage. <laughs> One of our last shows, I was jumping around and like I, I, I even I even told the audience I was like. Sorry, I'm working through some stuff, and then I'm like jumping around and like blinging myself, and then there's a point where like I go from like a squatted position to bolting straight up, did not have my balance at all, and I'm like off the side of the stage a little bit, and I'm just like, sorry. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning about stage presence and like audience engagement. It's it's a finicky thing for me because I, I didn't at all expect to be the center of attention. If I ever lock eyes with someone and I'm on stage, oh, God, it, I, it fucks me up, man. Because I, I always try to be, like, like forehead looking and, like, not directly, like, making eye contact with anybody because then it'll just be like, he sees me. <laughs> like, we played at this one bar stuck. and, like, way on the back wall, there's a TV playing, <sighs> like, some sports game or whatever. And I think that they know that I was staring to, as hard as I could at the TV as far back as just... I'm still learning the tricks and stuff, but like, I... I uh, in a lot in my spare time, like I study ba- other bands, like I watch a lot of live performances and then even interviews and shit like that. Because like I know that sometimes the best way to learn how to do something is to see how the experts do it. Mm. 
And like I know that we're not, like we're not playing any stadiums or anything like that right this second, but it's good to think ahead and like figure out like spatial awareness and the the like the mechanics of performing. Right. The most impressive band I've seen as far as stage presence I've ever seen was Story of the Year. Mm. Um, Though they were doing synchronized backflips and the front flips while Holy holding fuck. their instruments. The <laughs> yeah. There's four Super of them. Super right? uh, Oh my God, dude. And mm. like, because I had like, it was at a, a Taste of Chaos festival. So like Deftones was the headliner. Ooh, shit. And it was like uh, Thrice, Receiving End of Sirens, uh, As I Lay Dying, mm. um, Atreyu, that was the worst fucking oh. <laughs> <laughs> worst show I'd ever seen. They go out their opening song and the drummer is out of breath by the time the first chorus comes around and it's like half the speed it normally is. And they're like <laughs> supposed to be playing like, you know, oh metal music. It's like, this is bad. Like that it was the fastest I'd ever seen a band bomb before. Such ever. a waste of a good band name. Trey you <laughs> yeah. right? It, that one album though, was it The Curse? Like mm-hmm. it was that slap. But yeah, story of the year, man. Like I I wasn't a big fan of their songs. I knew like the the singles they had, like "Until the Day I Die," and mm-hmm. there was uh, another mm-hmm. one that. <laughs> I can't sing something. In a register. I get gassed real quick, but I'm working on it. Oh, dude, like yeah, anytime I have to do like like I like this sound good with like a falsetto or a high pitch behind <laughs> it. It's like me going like. Like, as high as I could possibly go. And then, like, I can't use my voice for, like, like it's like, okay, you start pushing this, you got, like, 20 minutes worth of, like, hitting this sound exactly. Yeah, like, I, I get gassed because I, I, like, when I record the song, I'm going at, like, somewhere between 60 and 75%. Mm-hmm. But on stage, I feel like I have to give 100 or 110. And so by, like, the third song, I'm like... All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Yeah. <sighs> These dudes are doing like fucking like martial arts moves and like ah, dude, I don't run in across the stage like like oh yeah man I see you and run across the other way I'm like good god dude like that's it, like Chris it, Brown Chris Brown's like the person aside like you're doing like spinning backflips and shit and running across the stage and your show is two fucking hours is it really his shows are long and like like you okay so if you actually ever fought somebody you have the stamina for years because like a fight don't that last makes sense how he was able to whoop rihanna's I, ass I, so i was I'm, <laughs> so i don't want to say efficiently but <laughs> if you're talking about beating someone that i mean he he, beat he made he, he made good use of the, of the time and the stamina because like no no fight lasts longer than like 30 seconds oh yeah but if you got the gas for them 30 seconds or more <laughs> than that if you have the gas for a minute I don't, I don't get how people can sing and dance for more than half an hour. I, yeah, like the pop star, like the ones who actually sing, like the pop mm-hmm. stars, and they're like running around and like doing all the chore- choreography, and they're still hitting the notes dead on and right. shit. Like, yeah. like I, 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 I used to have like twenty minute sets, and like, granted, I was playing pretty fast music, but playing drums for twenty minutes. I would feel like I was gonna puke afterwards. It's like you, you know? rode a bike up a hill. Yeah, <laughs> and if you think about like. I don't know, like Slayer, that'll play for like three hours, and then, and like just thinking about their drummer, it's like, what is wrong with? Yeah, this like guy? you're back there getting whooped. Yeah. <laughs> I always think about um, what's his name, 
Thomas Harkey or Hanky from Meshuga, like mm-hmm. their drummer. Oh fuck! I was just like, good god, dude! Like, cause like it'll be just like metronome perfect with like the top half of his body, and then his feet are like doing this like weird polyrhythmic thing where it's like everything is so precise. Like mm-hmm. every hit is like like intentionally and perfectly executed. We're Super just, poised too. Yeah, man. Like it's, you, you it's see him when he sits. Efficient. It's ener- yeah, it's energy efficiency. That's how they last so long. Mm-hmm. The longer your sets get, the less crazy you start playing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, what am I doing too to much? I play of? like four one-hour sets in a in a night. So yeah, you you get less crazy. You start looking like the animatronic Chuck E. Cheese drummer. Like, <laughs> you find ways to be efficient. Like, I'm gonna hit these notes, but fuck you and that entertainment shit. <laughs> <laughs> you will know this is a song yep. for, for sure. Get professional real quick. Close your eyes, pretend it's the album. <laughs> Yeah. I'm back here giving it all I got in the best way that I can. It's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Like some of some of the performers, and that's why. Like um, I, I I don't think it's really that much for string players to be like, oh yeah, stand there and play for two hours. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sing. You know, you can choose not to move around. In fact, if you've got like pedals in front of you, like you probably don't need to move around. You need to concentrate on like switching your, your dance. yeah. Versus the drummer and the singer, you know, the singer is like, "Hey guys, no, 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 don't go anywhere. Like, stay, stay around. We're still d- music." And the drummer's having to fucking carry the weight of everybody. You know, I couldn't drum. Shit, man. After like five minutes on drum kit, I'm like, "Well, that's it. <laughs> I did what I could for you. Yeah, two songs. <laughs> Got to make sure those first two songs are bangers. I'm gonna program all my <laughs> shit in MIDI till the cows come home, dude. <laughs> shit, fellas." We did it. We did it. Huzzah! Thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming back and uh, you know. Well, of course, man. Sit down with us. Like I said, I love this nondescript location. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite idea to be at. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. Gavin kind of dominated most of the conversation for the uh, for the episode. It, it's his. It's his strong opinions. <laughs> And That's actually true. Attitude. That's why I try not to say nothing. He does a really good job. <laughs> I couldn't have a better, a better counterpoint, a better counter argument than him. He's my voice of reason. He don't say much, but what he says is important. You better pay attention. <laughs> well, it's also good to have a dynamic like that as far as a creative duo. Like Ted is a lot more of a straight man in our duo than I am. You know, I after me being like because I have to be stoic all the fucking time so I, I like being able to be loose and whatnot you want somebody to compliment your ideas not just be like yes this is perfect this is exactly what we need like <laughs> no, nothing needs to change it's like well, surely something needs to change you know yeah I, that's like Gavin, that's what Gavin does for me so well is that like he's simultaneously the gas in the tank and he, then he's also like the course correction Cause like I know that I can, I can get out there if I if I you let me run and run and run, I'll get lost real fucking quick. And he's like, change this, fix this little bit of thing. I don't know if that sounds right, but you are in the like headed in the right direction. And I think just as far as like how y'all have progressed over the past three plus years has just been like really like fascinating. Music gets better, the ideas get better. You know, it's just work. It's it's work and refinement, and then. It's, it's sometimes it's just like finding the right inspiration and 
uh, he and I coming from extremely different musical backgrounds, it's it's really handy to have someone who has an out, a better outside perspective because I, I can't look outside of myself. Yeah, I get that. Well, hell, well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much. You guys got any shows or anything you want to plug coming up? Uh, all we got is this album right now. That's what we're ahead, like, nose down focused on. It's It'll be in the fall. It's called Great, Great Chaos. I'm so excited. <laughs> we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things. We're going to talk about self-improvement. We're going to talk about death in the family and the death of friends. We're going to talk about optimism and moving forward and looking at the next thing. We're going to try and address as much as we can in this one because then the next one's going to be even more ear candy. Oh yeah. Well, later, everybody. Toodles. <laughs> <laughs>